0: Hi I'm Marty. I'm Dave. I'm John. I'm Aaron. And this is Door 14 Hockey. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Door 14 Hockey podcast. I'm your host Marty alongside Dave. Hello. And Aaron. Hey. No John tonight. He is on the um well, no, he's he's a healthy scratch. Um he's just not available tonight. Um he's back in his uh homeland of Scotland uh, uh, up in Fife there. Um, home and native land. Eh? Home and native land. Um up in Fife there. Um doing whatever it is he's doing. Um visiting family and <laughs> to, all that. Doing whatever stuff. there is
1: to do in Fife.
0: Exactly, <laughs> especially in the small town that he's from. Um yep. is it even time town don't it was don't was have a vill- taxis. It's a village. It's, a, it's not like they don't have taxis. We only learned that recently. They don't have taxis. <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> suppose to put it in context so we've planned our, our first uh proper away trip um and we're going over in february to the giants doubleheader in scotland against dundee and fife um and we were talking about oh sure we'll you know um get into the fife game or whatever it was and i said, we, we had said today we said john sure, we'll just grab a taxi or something and you know that way we can all drink and we'll, we'll just pay extra for whatever the taxi costs or whatever uh and john's response was uh are you kidding like there is no taxi service (laughs) i was like what uh it's big city people just thinking there's always there's
1: gonna be a local lad there's always a local lad that will do some sort of runs i'm sure
2: there must be he's over there in this (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: that's he's on the side when he's over there he's charging people and he's doing a little taxi service when he's in five yeah it could be you never know um i know his i know his wife's car was there for long enough so i don't know maybe he was doing his taxi service in the little Polo that she had um i think that'll be a bit different from a passat um but uh yeah so um john will be hopefully listening to this episode um hi john hi john we're waving, but you can't see that. That makes no sense on an Audible podcast, but whatever. Um, guys, um, how are you doing? Dave, how are you doing?
2: Good, good. Um, just uh, looking forward to the doubleheader this weekend. Um, yeah, can't wait.
0: Yeah, uh, we have the double header coming up this coming weekend against Manchester Storm, um, both on Saturday and Sunday at the SSA Arena. Um hopefully uh it'll be a a good weekend of of games we've been well we'll get into it in a few minutes but it's been a bit of a shall we say up and down Mm. uh, up and down form over the last two weeks since the last recording um but we will get into that I suppose in a few minutes time when we kind of break down um the league and how things are standing there Aaron how about you how's things with you all oh, good man all's good just the stress i know we were talking about this before the podcast Just the stress of trying
1: to buy and sell houses it's just insane it's the most stressful thing i've ever done in my life i think my advice for everyone is just just don't
2: <laughs> <laughs> just stay put get, get somewhere and never move i can't no, don't move just just move once that's I,
0: it i mean i can't imagine whenever we bought that, that this house um we obviously it was like that what's call it called? chain free whenever you've got nothing of you know you've is that what the phrase is yeah the phrase is che- when you're trained yeah. yeah so we've obviously had nothing we had to sell we were just moving straight into a, a house for banner first ever home and it was a lot easier um and i've heard just when you've got property that you're trying to sell on top of buying another property i've heard it just adds a whole new level of stress to the whole thing um so i can't imagine um what that must be like and i really don't want to uh dave you're just after a move there back in the summer um no. so it's too fresh it's fresh for you as well but uh yeah i don't really want to. i don't I don't envy us cuz I don't really want to move but I know it's going to come at some point. Um
2: it's I keep great when get, you're done.
0: <laughs> I keep getting links <laughs> to I keep getting links to PropertyPal here in Northern Ireland is the main one of the main uh, websites for selling property and um, it's it's pretty much just like a yeah it's my my wife just tends to send tends to send me lots of links all the time being like what do you think of this house what do you think of this house and i'm like we're not moving anymore why do you keep sending me links
1: um, i actually think like you know like everyone has you know there's like t- t- tiktok and facebook and on twitter see for the last six months it's been property pal it's oh, <laughs> gonna go on to property pal swipe left on this house that's what they need We swipe left and a swipe
0: right on a house <laughs> i that's again that's been over my head because i don't know what that that phrase means left and right um but i'll go with yeah okay yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) um guys um we have as as we mentioned we have got a a weekend of games coming up um and we've had uh, two weekends have gone past since our last recording and um, so what we will do is if it's okay with you as as we normally do when we start a podcast is just take a quick run through of the league standings just to see how things are shaping up uh, so we'll start off with the elite ice hockey league standings and um, starting at the top of the league with the Sheffield Steelers sit- still sitting in first place having played 11 games with 16 points followed in second place by Guilford Flames Yes, that's correct. Guilford Flames, (laughs) ten games. I know
2: because I got their I got their name wrong so many times in the last podcast.
0: Uh, I was also looking up and like, wait, am I reading that right? Um, Guilford Flames. (laughs) Sorry, apologies, Guilford. Ten games played, thirteen points. Nottingham are in third with seven games played and ten points. Coventry are in fourth with seven games played and nine points. Cardiff in fifth with eight games played, nine points. Manchester are in sixth with nine games played and nine points. Belfast are in 7th place with 7 games played and 8 points. Fife are in 8th place with 9 games played and 6 points. Dundee are in ninth with 9 games played and 3 points. And Glasgow are in 10th but have only played one game uh, given the fact that they had ice issues. So they've had to postpone some of their home games. And also this past weekend, Coventry had a failure of an ice plant which meant their weekend game against Coventry on Saturday night. I think it was, was also um, postponed because of that issue. There is, I did think, they, a bunch of fans. get that sorted? Yeah, as far as I know, um, Coventry have advertised for this weekend's game against Nottingham. Awesome. So I believe they're up and running for this weekend, um, unless they come uh, up out anytime tomorrow and say, actually... It's, it's not happening, but hopefully they'll give enough notice because I believe there's a few issues around Glasgow clan fans uh, up in arms about the fact that they had started traveling already before they were told that the game was At least, they, at
2: least they're not... Uh... Belfast fans stuck in the middle of the air—that'd be hilarious.
0: Well, that's true. Yeah, um, I did like though. That- I have
1: to admit, when I when I when I read into it and found out that I appreciate—I'm just going to say—just the the ice plant uh, feeling. I was far. I was like, just with the way things have been going over the last couple of months, I was so worried that it was going to be the actual, you know, the the uh, the ice rink actually just like closing down, um, <laughs> and they would yeah. have no home.
0: Yeah, yeah, but yeah. When I when
1: it was just when I was the ice plant, I was like oh, okay, breathe. They, they can fix that. Down to B&Q, buy a new fuse, pop it in. <laughs> <You know.
2: laughs> yes, I, all, I believe it was. not stand around with a bunch of uh, fire extinguishers and try and cool it down, you know. And
0: really the okay. answer, obviously the answer is Iron says, which is go down and buy a fuse down in
2: B&Q because,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that'll fix it. Um.
2: It was during a boxing match or something that was, uh, it field on, there were uh, all the ice started to melt.
0: I believe so. Yeah, I heard that, yeah. Um, Dave, we'll start with you. Just um, just before uh, where we're looking at the league standings. Um, what's your thoughts? Let's take your um opinions. We'll look at the top of the league. there, sitting first, second, and third. Um, what's your what's your current thoughts in terms of form?
2: Um, I'm really uh, I'm loving the fact of seeing um Guildford up there. Um, Guildford are a team that I want to see succeed, and I can't really tell you why. Um, I think it's because they were probably the first team to sort of properly <laughs> engage with us as a as a podcast um maybe i don't know um but they're they they always have a, a sort of special place like i think they're a cracking team and they're a cracking setup um it's a place i would love to to go see have not had a chance to get over and see them um but uh, it's good to see um see them up there um and by the looks of things their form looks really good but the best thing the best thing well the best thing the best way to put it is this this league is anyone's game it's unreal yeah. Um, you're looking at results coming in. Now, I I would love to see more games, and this year, for some reason, I just haven't been able to find the groove. It might sound a bit random, but normally you would, you know, get the the odd X, you know, uh, odd podcast for you know, or not podcast, odd uh, webcast for you know, a neutral game, or jump on the Premier Sport and watch a game. And I just I just haven't been able to do that this this year, and I don't know why. And I think it's just because I'm out of the groove from the last year, if not having it the to, to follow. Um, but I'll get there, I'll get there. But um it's seeing the but just seeing the results coming in, everyone seems to be winning. Um oh, ever beating everybody else on every given night. It seems to be just all over the place. There's no no one really well, apart from, from Sheffield seem to have got a bit of form, but I don't think there's anyone that could say they're you know, in the groove or anything.
0: No, and I, I would agree with you and I think that, that comes clearly whenever you look at um, you know, games like uh you know that we've seen right across the board and this is the giants included where you go in and you're beating nottingham one weekend uh you know a very six you know a very dominant performance against like the likes of nottingham and then the following weekend you come coming in and you're uh getting humped by like the likes of five flyers or manchester storm or you know vi- vice versa you know cardiff last week you know getting completely destroyed and annihilated by five flyers and you know todd kelman doing what like a 20 minute video apology video on youtube or something or like their website basically saying it's not appropriate we shouldn't be losing to teams like this and it's like well no yes. Fife are, <laughs> exactly but you know the fact is fife fife for beating you and Sheffield's is the same sheffield came out and were like you know we apologize for our performance against fife you know fife is is you know Hammer, like are doing their job like they are they're taking down some of the big the big teams um in the league and people are, you know don't don't underestimate and don't just automatically assume no. oh yeah we apologize for it because we should have beat them don't assume it you know because this league at the yeah. moment is as you say dave and it's cliche but as you say it's anyone's it's it's so there's no rhyme or reason to it it's just it's just anybody's winning on any any given night um yeah. no, totally Aaron, well, there's,
1: um, the, there's there's Nottingham Panthers sitting on third at the moment, Manchester Storm was sixth, mm-hmm. and their last game, Manchester was was it seven or three. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's,
1: it's, it's, I'm just I'm just going to be repeating exactly what you said. You know, you might be on form one night, but then you you sit down, take a break, and then the next night you're getting beat five <laughs> um, <it>, nil. Who knows? <laughs>
0: exactly um it's it is really an interesting it's 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 shaping up to be an interesting first half of the season i know that the it's first half awesome. i say i say the first half of the season because but obviously we're not the first half of the season because normally we're normally when it comes to december time we're at the first half of the yeah. season but actually we're not we're actually the first half of the season is not going to be until late january now this year and um, because obviously we started yeah. a month later um but it's the, the start of the season is definitely it's definitely You know, there's definitely names of teams up there that you wouldn't expect, and there's teams down towards the bottom that you as well wouldn't expect.
2: You know what it feels like. You know what it feels like. Um, You know the start like the NHL at the moment. You know where people are just sort of getting their feet under them and they're trying new lines and they're adding rookies and bringing people up from the AHL, keeping bodies fresh. That's what it feels like. Um, it's a bit weird to say that, but it has that feel to it. Um, and I know that um, that's not what any of the teams want to see, because obviously the league being the big, the big trophy. But that's the feeling you get, you know, at the start of the season. When if it's the NHL, you don't really care if you drop, you know, two or three games. You know, it's only really about from the halfway point onwards. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if we start to see a turn in the next few weeks, um, and maybe see a team uh, start to take a bit of a lead.
0: Yep yeah agreed um we'll take a quick look at the um the, the well the finished standings for the uh, challenge cup and um, we won't spend too long on this and um, we've given quite a, quite a, a detailed information and detailed thoughts on the challenge cup in our last episode and um, so we'll just kind of run through it just um to round off this part um obviously group a uh has completely completed all of their games eight games played by all three teams and all um, all three teams have qualified through to the next round um Group B are the same all three teams qualify through to the next round uh, haven't played all of their eight games and in Group C the Sheffield Steelers um have qualified top of that t- that table and the Nottingham Panthers have also qualified Manchester Storm getting knocked out um there is still one game to play um in Group C between Sheffield and Nottingham um but it's such a dead rubber game because Sheffield have already clinched that group um and well, it
2: could it could put them above the giants for the first pick i think
0: mm, yeah we, actually you're right you're completely right um oh, um yeah kind of matters it kind of matters that way <laughs> yeah i suppose it does
2: suppose it, it means if it means if you think the challenge cup matters but you know
0: true um i didn't think of that thank you dave yep you're right uh if they do win they'll obviously go 15 points rather than 14 points um which is what the giants currently sit with um so yeah you're right so it is for all four choice really when the Sheffield Steelers need to win that one but again um for for the Panthers they're kind of like what's the point so (laughs) um but yeah that's that's what uh the group stages um have finished and we'll be moving on to the knockout stages which um I don't know when the draw is for the knockout stage shit I haven't seen any date yet for it but um I, I believe it was supposed to be at the either the end of this month or the start of just the start of December I think for um the rounds to be chosen um for the next stages, so we will obviously be chatting about that probably in one of our upcoming podcasts anyway. Um, trying to
2: find a uh, new Tesco's plastic bag.
0: Yeah, that's it. no, they did yeah. they not upgrade last year to Marks and Spencers? I can't remember. It was at Marks and Spencers,
2: yeah.
0: Um, but yes, moving on, we'll switch across to the other side of the pond and we'll look at the NHL. Um, again, early days in the NHL, but we'll take a quick look anyway. Starting with the Eastern um division and the Metro, no, Eastern Conference, um, Eastern division. Metropolitan the Whip. Eastern Conference, Metropolitan Eastern, Division. Yeah. Yes, to be met there. Um, sitting top there are Washington with 17, 17 games played and twenty-five points. Followed by Carolina in second with fourteen games played and twenty-four points. And the New York Rangers sit in third with sixteen games played and twenty-three points. Uh, Pittsburgh sitting there, or Philadelphia sitting there in fourth. Just for for you, there, Aaron. And the Atlantic Division yep. then. Florida sitting top with sixteen games played and twenty-five points. Toronto have bounced back after a bit of a a poor start to the season with 17 games played and 23 points and tampa are in third with 14 games played and 19 points um down over over in the western side of the country in the central division uh, winnipeg sit top with 15 points 15 games played and 21 points but closely followed by minnesota on their heels with 15 games played and 20 points nashville sit there in third with 16 games played and 19 points and pacific well. (laughs) Just <laughs> um, <laughs> over in the pacific division then anaheim sitting on the top there with 17 games played 23 points edmonton are in second with 15 games played and 22 points and calgary in third 16 with 21 games uh, or 21 points um one thing i would note obviously in that one is obviously seattle in their inaugural season haven't had a great start to their first five losses in a row 16 16 games played nine points and yes as you say um that's a performance five five games in a row uh, yeah it's it's not good i'm not looking good for them um but early days uh, i think a lot i'll be of talking people, about them later so you're right. right we'll talk about that <laughs> later then um <laughs> but yeah i mean Spoiler alert. early days um early doors what's your thoughts so far at the moment in the, over in the nhl dave
2: um i, I i've watched uh, quite a few highlights um this season at this to this point of the season um obviously primarily the wilds um yeah, it's uh, it's been good. It's been interesting. Um, the Wild have had a bit of uh, bit of form, and um, we kind of lost five games, but that's sort of what everyone's around at the minute. So uh, I'm quite happy with that. Um, got uh, a couple of games in hand over the other other teams um, on other other parts of the the conferences. So I'll well, be interesting to watch. Um, the Wild, as I said, seem to find a bit of form. a Few youngsters, and as I said, I'll be talking about some of it in my star segment later
0: great no worries and aaron your thoughts before we move on
2: uh so far it's the standard season so
1: far for philadelphia to be honest with a couple of wins couple of losses nothing nothing major to write home about. i would love i would have loved to have seen seattle do a lot better to be fair yeah. say um i don't know what what dave's talking about later on so i don't want to step on his toes maybe we are we're, we're going to get into that in a bit more detail
2: no it's just on my uh part of my star segment
1: just all right okay but yeah no i like it would have been great to see, uh, still see them um kind of ramp it up a bit and maybe maybe turn it around a little bit
0: mm. I think they Go were al- I I think they were always um gonna come into this season um with large expectations for their team because obviously you know things went so successfully for Vegas when they joined yeah. the league um and I think people were kind of thinking is it going to be a, a repeat performance is it going to be uh, as... St- you know strong a stronger start for another um new franchise coming into the league and i think they have had to um kind of put down some of those kind of initial um i think they've had to put down like a, a bit of a, a clear understanding that you know we're a new we're a new franchise we're starting something new we're developing and you know it's early days for the team you know or for for that for that franchise so um yeah um it'll be interesting to see as you say are maybe they'll turn things around maybe come mid end of this towards the end of the season who knows um okay with that i think that takes us to the last part of our roundup um so what we'll do with if it's okay with you guys is we'll get st- stuck straight into our period one of hockey Okay, period one is a roundup of local coverage from around the UK in our period one. Um, Guys, we have a couple of stories in this period um, to talk about, um, I suppose. um, Let me see where we'll start. I'll start us off um, with the the first thing, um, and that's obviously this week it was announced that the Ice Hockey UK's Hall of Fame committee um, have announced their new inductees for the Hall of Fame uh, for the 2021... um, well, it's 2020 inductees, actually, I should say, um, because obviously it was delayed by a year because of COVID. Uh, so the 2020 inductees for the whole, this year's, uh, well, last year's <laughs> UK Hall of Fame are uh, Belfast's, Belfast Giants well-known player uh, Colin Shields. Uh, and also um, a guy who, uh, I suppose for his own reasons and rightly so, um, has joined the league has joined also the hall of fame a a, a guy called gordon wade uh for those who don't know who gordon is um he is a guy who actually worked behind the scenes in the sport um as a senior statistician um, for over 20 years uh working through the Heineken league as well as the super league um and basically pre-internet era um you know collating match reports um working on collecting all the different um information that's been used prior to i suppose internet era based sport um so gordon has joined the uh the, the hall of fame also but we're going to focus um obviously on colin um not taking away from me but obviously we, we want to focus on colin and um obviously us being a, a belfast giants uh, stalwart um and player and obviously us being G- giants uh, fans so we wanted to highlight that obviously uh Colin did retire at the end of the 2018 2019 season um as not only um the giants long um all-time pl- like player and point scorer but also as Great Britain's highest goal scorer of the modern era as well as all-time leading point scorer um well for the League in general as well um he's the second British player um to be drafted to the nhl uh he's also uh won two gold medals um with gb um as well as well pff, there's been a number of different things he's had a glittering career 14 different campaigns in british club hockey obviously with belfast giants is one area we also know him from his time whenever he was well we won't talk about Sheffield Steelers, uh, and also at <laughs> his time when he was with um the vipers as well um Guys, I mean this is a a well deserved um accolade for Colin. Um it's a well deserved, you know, I suppose entry to the UK Ice Hockey Hall of Fame. Um I mean Dave, let's get your th- thoughts first. Um in terms yeah. of in terms of you know, obviously this he's had a he's had a a a, a cracking career um, in the UK. Um um w- I mean well deserved. Uh, what's your thoughts? Definitely.
2: Um, he's probably, in my opinion, he's probably as close to the uh, superstars the Giants got since Theo Fleury. Um, obviously, that's a big, big thing to say, but he has broken pretty much every record he could Um, while he was with the Giants. Um, and yes, OK, you go where the grass is a greener. So sometimes players go away, but you can tell the the calibre of the player when they come back. Um, and obviously he did and made a, a significant marker at that time. Um. I love the fact that uh, the UK ice hockey did clarify you know, second British player to be drafted because we hear an awful lot about a um, certain re- recent person being the first English player to be drafted and they think that's the whole of the UK, but obviously not. Yeah. Um, and and, and uh, I
0: think they're also referring to Tony Hand as well, obviously. Who's Tony coaching? Hand,
2: yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, technically the, the second Scott to be drafted. Uh, Drafted into the NHL, if you want to take it that way. So, um, but yeah, probably the, um, in my opinion, the best, uh, the best player um, that the Giants have had, and uh, their, in their current, current run, their sort through the elite league, um, and then being British, only adds a cherry to that. Um, you know, you wouldn't have been unsatisfied with his numbers if he had have been an import, um, but you were getting um, a world class player um as a brit um which for the league and the way the league structured means he was probably the best person you could sign for the team um and you would love to be able to find another one um just there isn't one right now um and uh, yeah i think it's the, the one of the he's one of my favorite players he's always a great uh person to watch and he was uh, always a gentleman when you got to meet him um yeah. for a chat. Um so that's hundred percent. Probably couldn't be couldn't be given to a better person. Um and uh, when do do we ever get our nineteen um up in the rafters for the chance?
0: No, I was just about to say that actually. Um my I was just about to say obviously that we're still waiting for the his number was retired and it was announced that his number was retired. Um, when he um, retired at the end of 2018 19 season obviously it probably would have happened last season at some point uh towards the end of the season but given covid and everything else it obviously it, it didn't happen um for whatever reason um and i know they're still waiting to um to do that to to retire that number but i think they're trying to wait on the right time for it to happen i guess definitely it's definitely deserves heard. to
2: be definitely deserves to be up there a lot more than some that are currently up there so
0: um yes i would agree and we've yeah we've had that conversation i think in a previous podcast and I would agree with you um uh, we will come to you obviously um as as we mentioned you know um all time you know the giants all time leader in games goals assists points his number's retired for a good reason um i mean you're he's one of your favorite players i know that i i think i can clear, i can easily say that um yeah uh, i mean you're 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 nothing but agreement with this
1: that's what i was going to say that dave was ramming off all the figures and the facts and i would, like completely agree you know there's <clears throat> you don't get to um being britain's highest goal scorer without having the skills so we know that he's got the skills he's well deserved but and dave just touched on at the very end an absolute gentleman do you know uh anytime you met him anytime you talked to him he always took the time to just have a wee chat i told you it's the first time i ever met him didn't i
0: yeah 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 we'll you tell our app? viewers
2: or listeners
1: yeah. So at the time I was working in the in the Apple Store, and he came in um, to I think he was buying a MacBook or something like that. And do you know when when you 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 look at someone and you have no idea who they are, like you know who they are, but you have no idea who they are because they're not in the context that you know that you yeah. usually see them. So yeah. I was I was serving uh, Carl Shields, I didn't know it was him. I was talking away to him selling them this 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 laptop and he was just he was just chatting away and he was he was asking me what I was into and I was like I am actually uh, I, I quite like the ice hockey and I'm a big fan of the Belfast Giants. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Oh really? I'm, I'm a, I'm a <sighs> player with the Belfast Giants on Collins of and I was like, What? <laughs> i telling you now this is, uh, this is going back quite a few years to be fair um like it probably would have been the, like the first year or two when the, the store opened so um but ever since then he would pop into the store quite often with with the with the crew to be honest would like lyle and all that uh, but mm-hmm. they were they were always there were always a great bunch and always up for a good laugh so they were
0: Um. yeah i just i i agree with it it's funny that it's it's, it's it, it is weird that you know, we watch these players, you know, week in, week out and you see them on the ice, but it it is really weird when you, when you, when you see a player and they're completely out of context and, you know, you, you kind of see them in a, in an everyday situation and it's like, you almost don't recognize or you don't, you know, you can't figure out who they are, you know, almost. Um, And it it is, it's very, it's, it's very strange. Um, So I can completely understand.
2: There's also an element of uh, how we treat celebrities and in Belfast as well, you know, as you know, as well as the chance and stuff, we don't really fawn over celebrities in, in Belfast in the same way you would sometimes get um, in the rest of the world. Like when Theo Fleury was here, it was just like I I would
1: disagree. I would disagree. I do not remember the year that the the
2: MTV Music Awards
1: came to Belfast. I have never seen so many screaming, flipping people around Belfast
0: maybe
2: it's just was it was Rihanna it just was Rihanna I I, I, I agree with you
0: Dave it's maybe it's just us maybe we're just like whatever <laughs> to, like
2: too old by the touch there was, recently, was. there was recently there's recently something the, about you're uh, that
1: farmer that told Rihanna to get out of his field <laughs> uh, get, their, get <laughs> her clothes back on <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh uh it was like there were recently the um uh oh, what's her name um I, I was gonna call her what I what I was going to call her Tateoff Switzer because that's what they call her on the, uh, Hollywood hey, Babylon. Hey. <laughs> that's what they call her on Hollywood Babylon. Uh, Taylor Swift. She was in Belfast recently, I believe. And like oh. all these people were all like, oh my God, Taylor Swift's in Belfast. I'm like, and <laughs> 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 your point, you know, it's like, uh, right. Okay. Um, it's just, yeah, I don't know. Um, but.
1: All right. Well, Marty, take, take it as a flip, flip question then, we're slightly going off topic. To
0: come, yes, to we be are.
1: Fair, but- <laughs> If there was a if there was a celebrity to come to Belfast, who would make you lose your head? Head.
0: Yeah, uh, it's a good question. Um, gritty. I appreciate it. it's going to be gritty. Like. <laughs> yeah, clearly, clearly, if Gritty comes, I'll, I'll, I'll be beside myself. I won't know what to say. Literally, won't know what to say. <laughs>
2: If Kevin Smith knocked on your front door, you would totally have a wee girly scream.
0: I would totally have a girly scream if Kevin Smith knocked on my door. Also because why you do it at my door. But also yeah. Um yeah. Uh we do digress a bit. But uh Colin will is been inducted as a PA into this year's uh Hall of Fame well, twenty twenties Hall of Fame. Keep forgetting. Um and so we just wanted to say big congratulations to him and we hope that sir. the um and this again, this is no this is you know, there's no reflection on, on the Giants organization, but um, I would hope that maybe in the coming uh, weeks, days, um, if not weeks, they'll put out a full statement uh, or some kind of acknowledgement um, more than just congratulations, Twitter, uh, which is so far what we've seen. Um, I think there's been one post on Belfast Telegraph. Um, it's the only thing I've seen so far is a, a bit of a news report on it. And I think it deserves more than that. But that's just my own personal opinion. Um, moving on, uh, get off my soapbox. Uh, Dave, I'm going to switch over to you, um, do a bit of a sandwich. I'll let you go next and then I'll, I'll do my last story then before we move on.
2: Yeah, so this is something, um, I don't want to say like it's a pet hit, but it's probably not, but it's something that um, needs, in my opinion, needs addressed. So this is a piece from the Beltel, um and our own Adam Keefe talking about the benefits of um, an international break. Um, so at this stage or around this stage, uh, most of Europe has taken a break in their major leagues to allow their uh, players to, to do like uh, warm up tournaments or um, uh, friendlies in the same way that football does um, and the rugby does. Um, so you would love uh, what he's highlighting is you know, to be a world class um, national team. Britain really need to be doing the same um, and finding the, you know, the time we're taking the break um, and uh, to it to, to, to the next level. And what I wanted to do was just quickly get your opinion on it. Obviously, my opinion is that we need to do it because um, GB's growing from strength to strength. Um, but what do you think, Marty? Do you think, uh, what do you think about an international break? Would it be something you would look into?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think you know, with, uh, you already mentioned, you know, with the success that GP has, has, has had over the last number of years, you know, moving from strength to strength, moving up those divisions, moving up those group stages. For me, have, only having one one small chance per year at the end of a, a season where players are already tired after pl- playing a full, you know, a full set of games over the course of, you know, uh, several months, you know, they're not going to be, be as fresh. Not gonna, and I just feel like, there needs to be an additional section or additional break somewhere that allows Team GB to get together, maybe, you know, prior to a large group of tournaments such as the World Championships, um, you know, build up to hopefully someday the Olympic Games at some point, maybe. Um, and I think that an only way that you can kind of move towards the direction of building up towards a, an Olympic game qualifier or starting in, in the Olympic Games, start to kind of build Team GB even stronger and I think you're right I think one of the main ways of doing that is definitely by adding in a mid-season winter break to allow players to get together uh, to have an additional I suppose training yeah. camp in the middle of, of the year um, to kind of you know keep that kind of bond going with the players that are playing for Team GB and we know that obviously you know, players will kind of swap, maybe swap out, swap in between the winter break and the end of season, uh, because given you know injuries, given performances over the end of, over the course of the the full length of a season, you know people maybe start to improve. You know, younger players, you know, show up and and improve themselves over the course of you know a season and stuff. And I think you know obviously that will come into effect. But I definitely think a winter break or a winter a winter a winter training camp of some description can mm-hmm. only strengthen um Team GB. Uh, in the long run.
2: Yeah, as I said, something I totally agree with, but there is an argument to be made for loss of revenue um, coming into Christmas. Um, As we know, um, Kelman used to talk about the post-Christmas sort of ramp-up that he always used to see coming into the new year and then into January, he always used to see this ramp-up in ticket sales. Um, Do you you think... um, that would be something that would be a drawback for the teams. Uh, what do you think, Arnd?
1: I suppose if it is going to be in the in the mid, middle of winter, um, and if it's going to take away from from the weekend games, then of course there is going to be a loss of revenue. But there, it's not like there's not. It's not like those games aren't going to take place. Uh, it's just they don't take place that week. <laughs> you know, they, they they'll take place um, spread out right through the year. So I suppose that the revenue would be. Regenerated somewhere else, but maybe not as if was saying as as uh, our talent cadence was saying was maybe not as big as as it would be in the middle of December. It's it's hard to say. I think as you're saying, it's 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 a good thing to have so that the team TB can get together uh, to to practice. Um, but but it would mean every single team in the the IHL to to
2: to yeah, sign up to. to it. Um, yeah, it does. It would mean a complete uh, break in the, the league, um, and the only way that would work is if all the all the uh, owners got together, because um, we don't have a unified global or unified national governing body for um, ice hockey in the UK, which means we can't have uh, someone that can step in and make those decisions.
1: I wonder is there is there an, is there an alternative way to to generate revenue? So that the, the players that are playing in Team GB, they go off. And uh, uh, and and do their training camp, but obviously not every single player in the AHL are 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 in Team GB. So there's, could they get together and do a wee mini league and or do
2: something there to generate some revenue? So there's a, an interesting one that you can think of, and this is something that works in the rugby. Because rugby don't take a break as such, um, they continue on as normal and they allow the players to go. So what it does is like it. Because there's not, as you said, not all the players go. Um, the rugby being a bigger league means that the, say, the core Ireland players are roughly all in one area. They're all in the mm-hmm. obviously in Ireland, um, and then the all the England ones are you know, roughly in like some sort of more wealthier England teams. Um, but it means then whenever they have to play against, say, um, if we take it in the ice hockey, if uh, the Giants lost three or four guys but say um, Manchester only lost one You, Manchester might mm-hmm. have a, a bit of an advantage and then it can equal like the, the numbers Um, you might end up with uh, a couple of surprise wins which equals out the season but I don't think the elite league would be willing to take that risk because the league is such a big part of the, um, the trophies because the same as the rugby the rugby is the end of the season playoffs that are the big the big cup um, you know the Heineken Cup and stuff at the end not really the the league. So, but it's a, it's an interesting piece. I think um, there's definitely merit on it, and I think that something needs to be looked at going forward if GB want to perform at the top flight of world hockey. And, and
1: is it the rest of is just the rest of Europe? They they do it and they don't care about the revenue. Have they put anything else in in place
2: to no, just cover just the revenue? Just have a break. Same as the football. It is what it nope. is. Yeah, like the the footballer
0: too. They just no games. Yeah, I mean, and um, for for a week. I mean, the, uh, suppose the other the other argument could be that they could look into it as they they already stop uh, play apart from two teams, obviously, when it comes to the Challenge Cup final weekend. You know, they don't play games, mm-hmm. of course, that weekend. Instead, they have the Challenge Cup, obviously, on the Sunday or the Saturday, or whatever it, may, it it tends to be. Um, so, I mean, the argument could be that, um, I suppose you would be saying that a couple of the UK players then would obviously miss out. If you have UK players in your team, they'll miss out on that training camp. But I suppose the other yeah. argument could be that, you know, you've got a weekend of pretty much no Elite League games because of the Challenge Cup weekend in January time, roughly. Isn't it January? No, it's more. Is it as early as January? Is it- it's
2: it could be the end of the end of the league for all
0: be, I know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's there's ways. I think there's ways it means if they're saying that December is particularly a time where there's too much revenue loss and they don't want to lose the revenue. You know what's what's the harm in moving it? They're just doing it in January instead. It's still a still a winter break. You know, it in January a weekend in January, where it's maybe maybe slightly, you know, just take a full break for the weekend for one weekend um and allow for training camps to happen that weekend. But I suppose, um, as Kiefer kinda did point out in that piece, and I kind of would agree with that too, there is that fear of I suppose injuries um and what would happen for domestic for domestic teams, uh, you know, the domestic um, championships and stuff, um, especially when you're coming towards a very key point of the season. Um yeah, it's an interesting one. I still stand by what I think in terms of I think it can only do positive um
2: it was the same the same arguments just to come up for the uh winter olympics remember in the nhl yeah um the exact same arguments were used what about injuries who's going to cover the cost who's going to do this and the other um and it's that element between commercial uh ice hockey which is what the elite league is and um actual um athletic ice hockey which is what the World championships is um so it would be it's a it's a mixed bag what you have to sort of look at i think that in my opinion um from a an ice hockey standpoint the world stage is the is the bigger um advertisement for the sport than the elite league um i think if you were to see gb in the olympics you would see a massive uptake in tickets for the, the elite league, um, thereafter, um, just down to the fact that people will be going because they will, they'll be on TV and then people will say, you know, um, Garside Belfast Giants on the TV, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. there'll be no, in the same way as they do with the um, the Canadian players, they'll say what teams they play for professionally so yeah i thought that was an interesting piece and i thought it was uh good to throw in uh and just so just because john's not here um and i wanted to make sure everybody knows that i do do my homework
0: (laughs) (laughs) you have done your homework for this podcast i will stand by that um you have done your podcast your your homework this week um so thank you um i'll move on to the last story that i have for this period before we move on to our penalty box segment because that's going to be a a tasty one um the the obviously this week um the the Sheffield Steelers are playing we had, had we had a discussion a few weeks back around the Continental Cup um and this year's Continental Cup uh, entry for the Elite Ice Hockey League is the Sheffield Steelers uh they are off in competition um in Denmark uh this week uh, playing um at Aalborgs Arena uh, in Denmark um the team are up uh in the group they, they were I say, as we say they're representing the uk uh in the group uh, against gommel at riga and uh also uh, against the alborg parrots here that obviously the home team hosting um the i suppose a new a story i suppose it's been this that uh, has literally broke tonight and um, as we were coming on to the podcast um and I, I do want to thank Banners on the Wall for, for point, pointing us in this direction. Um, there has been a bit of a, a, I suppose, a, a storm in a teacup, I suppose, or a bit of a storm has been caused this week, uh, tonight um, by the Sheffield Steelers um, in that they, about an hour ago, they put up a Twitter post to state the following. Our hosts, the Albor Pirates, have just confirmed that the free stream on their website that has been posted in various channels throughout social media will not be available in the UK. Instead, Sheffield Steelers fans can buy their stream here, which gives a, conf, a, a nice link to the Sheffield Steelers Live website, where the Sheffield Steelers fans can purchase the games, all, through, all all games across the course of the weekend, for £30. Because, and as Dave Sims has, I'm going to quote Dave Sims tweet here uh, underneath, he says, we have purchased the UK rights for these games, meaning that all of the fans The Sheffield fans who wanted to watch the games free of charge, who thought up until just over an hour ago that they were going to get to watch their team free of charge because every other team in that group were going to get to watch their team free of charge. Um, That is no longer the case. And the Sheffield are looking to make money out of the fact that they've bought the streaming rights for these games. Um, And when I say people are not happy, I mean people are not happy. Um, You can imagine um you know going into sitting down tonight thinking right get home uh crack up a beer have dinner sit down and watch the game i'll watch the stream free of charge you know and i won't have to pay anything extra to then have to get news literally about an hour you know it's like oh by the way actually you're gonna have to pay for your, the streams of these games <sighs> dave i mean <laughs> i mean as i say you're probably having a chance to look through the 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 twitter thread um
2: no, uh, I haven't seen it, but just based on what you've said, it is an absolute uh, joke. Um, mainly, mainly, yes, fair enough. I have no problem with the Steelers wanting to make some money out of it, um, which is fair enough. It's for their prerogative. They can go do that. It's the timing. Like the, these things, you don't buy rights and organize re because, well, I, I'm hoping that they're restreaming the details with british commentary because you wouldn't want to be paying it to have danish commentary um because that would be interesting um the so if they're restreaming it and maybe providing their own commentary okay maybe that's going to be nice because then you'll get a bit of you know, uk flavor people who know the players maybe it'll be a bit more interesting um but if if they're going to do that why on earth is it only being announced like now yeah. um you know that's um uh it's a really bad way to sort of it makes your team look a bit uh money grab you know they sort of went oh there's a free uh, a free webcast that we can take ownership of um let me see how we can do that and they've only realized and went and trailed through it all because it was it used to be provided on the iIHf uh, website the webcast yeah, um it did. because I think because um, the, the the um the Donnell Cup is my favourite um, European Cup to watch because the the um, CHL is a bit uh, drawn out and the games aren't as you know easy to follow sometimes because it's over you know it's over a big chunk at the start of the season. Um, where this you can jump on watch a couple of matches over um, the weekend, um, drop in drop out, see what you want to which parts you want to watch and. Uh, and it's obviously we have had experience being out uh, watching games in the Continental Cup. So it has a bit of uh, resonance with me. So it's nice to, there was I was actually looking forward to probably going to watch it, maybe not today's, but um, maybe is it the zero match today or is it tomorrow?
0: Uh, it's tomorrow. It's the first game.
2: Yeah, so yeah. I'll maybe try and grab one tomorrow, but um, it's just the night before, <laughs> you know. So, be,
1: uh, so the play devil's advocate, the, like the, the
2: tweet says,
1: let me just bring it back up again here. That it's, it's the pirates have confirmed that the free stream is not going to be available in the uk yeah so is it that the the, the stream itself wasn't going to be made available in the uk at all no Dumb, dusted it, it was and then the she- and then sheffield stepped in to no. make it available
0: no. so what happened was the pirates originally had originally put out posts to say um you know Catch up on all of the action from the Continental Cup. All team, basically, they just put out a post to say catch up on all the inter- all the action from the Continental Cup when we, you know we take on the Sheffield Steelers, blah blah blah, uh, in this weekend's and it's like free. You know, all all streaming, all all webcast will be streamed free of charge. You know, and that's why they put it on all of their all of their social media. It Facebook everywhere. Everything said free of charge streaming for these games for the Continental Cup. And then Sheffield has obviously bought the rights and went. Uh, it's actually not everyone's free. It's not free for everyone. Our fans will have to pay for it. So every other fan, every, all the other fans for the other two teams in the in the in the um, in that group stage, are still able to watch it free of charge, except for the Sheffield Steelers, who now have to pay for it because Sheffield because Sheffield bought the rights to the streaming service, so that they could charge the fans. Does that make sense?
1: You, you, you're certain of that? that they yeah, yeah.
0: Well, they bought the rights. uh, I mean, I mean, if you look in the tweet, if you the tweet that Sheffield put up where it says "breaking news," blah blah. If you go into the comments section, you'll see a comment from David Sims, who is the one of the official voices of the Sheffield Steelers, has clearly stated in there on a tweet saying, "We have purchased the rights, the UK rights," is what they have said, Um, and you can see why people underneath then are saying uh, so what you've, you've purchased it so you can charge somebody else's stream you can charge the fans somebody else's stream
2: um, uh, Again, one year it used to be it was on youtube as well i think
0: i think you're right dave i mean i think if i remember correctly I remember the Conten- before the continental cup is usually streamed by the double ihf website it's usually all yeah. picture, it's usually all picture no sound i.e there's no, yeah, comment- there's no, there's no commentary yeah. you can watch the game with no commentary um and it's always been the way i think even with um like the double so i'm really
2: certain that me and you when, on, when we were in germany um we were running late for one of the not one of the giants games but one of the other games and we watched it on the bus or something
0: i think you're right you like yeah was
2: like big memory um i think we we're running late because uh um, we maybe had like an extra beverage or two the night before <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> maybe <laughs> is that when
0: is that when certain someone who will remain nameless um not that they listen to this podcast but um other members of the family may listen to this podcast uh fell off a stool in a in a, a karaoke bar because <laughs> they had too much to drink i think so that was amazing oh uh, fun <laughs> um sorry digress again uh Aaron, sorry you you had another point there
1: no I, that's that was pretty much my point it was i just wanted to make sure that it wasn't that they were that we were seeing the right side of it and that they weren't trying to save the day that the uk were getting to make sure that the uk were actually getting the feed compared to not having an option at all to watch it yeah no it was, uh, that was I, that's all i'm yeah. trying
2: to clarify like i really don't have any any problem with the making money it's just timing like if they have told me if they have told the fans at the start of the week i don't think there anybody would have had an issue Um, we're getting it sorted but it's just that it's the night before you know so i don't know
1: though like you say about making money like this <laughs> this is nearly as this is it feels worse than that uh um the antiseptics
2: uh, <laughs> I we talked about last
1: week the Fife's you know, the, uh, the, hand yeah, sanitizer the, the, the hand sanitizer if it was going to be made available free why would you do that
0: mm, okay mm. i still think I, I still i still feel i still i still feel for the fans though so that now i have to shell out that money We're not expecting to have to oh, split, totally. that's that's what
1: that i'm saying just, why 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 would the team uh, Dave said about okay, let's make yeah, this is okay to make some money. But if they were the fans were going to get it for free,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: That I think that's I think that's wrong.
2: Wrong. Yes, and uh, obviously correct us if we are wrong. If the Steelers are being the magnanimous yes. ones, but it would be the first time in in history for the Steelers to be the magnanimous ones.
1: That's it. I was just trying to think of other uh, the, the 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 benefit of the doubt. But if they haven't, then <laughs> oh dear
2: yeah i can't as i said um it would be the yeah first
0: um guys i don't think there is any if you're happy enough we'll move on i don't think we have any other stories for um this this um period so No, i have nothing more that's great so what i'll do is before we obviously move on to period two what we'll do is we'll take a quick look over at the penalty box segment there has been a number of different penalties. Um, the Dops have reviewed over the last two weeks um, a number of different ones, including a few f- a straight um, straight fines, shall we say again and again. These fines, these fines, and of our comments because we don't know what the fines are what they look like and why the reasons they don't. As we've mentioned before, no video footage, no real information in relation to why the fine was given. But we'll just go with it. That that's what happens now with fines. Um, but there's two specific suspensions that we want to look at um in this podcast um because i want to get both your thoughts on these pot on these um these, these suspensions i guess the first one uh, that we're going to look at is obviously the uh this past weekend dundee stars takes on taking on the belfast giants um uh, and there was a a hit or a charge shall we say um Resulted, I don't know if you
1: heard me there. I just took a big, deep breath in because I just watched it again. It was like, Ooh. <laughs> yeah.
0: We'll talk. We'll talk a bit about that. Um, obviously, as the video does, show, so this is obviously Dundee Stars defenseman Kyle Haas, who was assessed a major and game misconduct penalty for charging on Giants forward Jordan Boucher. Um, as the forge, as this video did show, and his is, Aaron inhaled quite loudly there, as kind of shows. There is a moment where Haas, who's just served a penalty leaves the penalty bench at the end of the penalty and skates straight, I mean, beeline straight for Boucher. Um, Haas moves excessive momentum, uh, excessive travelling speed, goes a considerable amount of distance, finishing with a, quite a violent check with unwanted, unwarranted force towards Boucher's head um, with a shoulder and he lifts up into it. There's no doubt he lifts up into it. You can see him clearly going up and into the hit. Um, now, some people have said that the they hit... Some people have been like, oh, you know, it was it was in tra- retaliation. It was it was a good hit that was worth, you know, whatever. It was, you know, it's within his rights to do it. Um, open ice hit, blah, blah, blah. I want to get your thoughts before I, I give my thoughts. Obviously, Kyle Haas has been suspended for three games and his return game will be against the Belfast Giants on the 28th of November. Uh, so he misses three games for this. Um, I mean... I suppose he was fined and warned uh, previously in 2021-2020 Champions League uh, uh, the Elite League Elite League he's been fined suspended for the three games Um, guys Dave let's go with you first
2: Um, what's Uh, your thoughts on this one? Yeah so uh, obviously I don't like the hit it's just just a nice plain simple he could have made it 100% legal no doubt about it he could have made it a legal hit if he had tried to tried to go for the puck and hadn't uh loaded up if he had a, just took body-to-body contact uh, and tried to make a play to the puck that would have been a perfectly acceptable open ice hit it's the fact that he it mentions it actually in the video he takes his hand one of his hands off the sticks a stick and loads up he gets ready to ply through him he's not doing that for a play he's doing that to take the puck or the player off the ice he's not trying to uh, get the puck he doesn't care where the puck goes he just wants to take out the man if he made a play for the puck and he kept his both hands on a stick and didn't load up in the way he did 100 percent, perfectly legitimate hit but in this case he's basically head hunting he's going out there to take him down and yes fair enough if he's not happy with a previous play you can, can get a bit charged and a bit angry fair enough but you do not do it in that way um you know you you you, you you do a legit hit, and you recover the puck. You score a goal. You you don't take a penalty, an extra penalty. You you know you try and change the game around. And he, in my opinion, um, he, uh, Kyle has has not been um, a player that any team really should want in this league. Um, but nine games and one hundred and sixteen penalty points, penalty minutes, one hundred and sixteen in nine games. Like that's that's unreal.
0: No, it's crazy.
2: Um, and he, he's wearing an A. For the Dundee Stars,
0: yeah. Um, Aaron, um, so obviously, as Dave was saying there, um, you know, has having Haas on any team, you know, it's uh, been a bit of a liability. I mean, what's your thoughts on on this penalty that he's taken?
1: Yeah, I think that okay, the really sum it up quite well here. That they say that this is not just a collision between two players attempting to occupy the same space on the ice, instead, it is apparent to DOPS that has, uh, has his intention on this play is to deliver a hard, violent check to an an opponent. So it's it's, it's not, I don't think it's a good play as well. Um, Three games, all good for it, no worries. Um, But then we know that there was a little bit of stuff that's going on on social media straight after this as well. Um, What are your thoughts on what's going on on social media?
0: Yeah, I think it started off as a bit of a a tongue-in-cheek joke to start with. Obviously, the... uh, a set of a group of fans in dundee set up a just giving page um and i think a lot of people thought is this legitimate are the fans being legit here is this really are they really raising money to pay off Hass's fine uh, that he's been given as like a crowdfunding type thing uh it soon it's, um, it soon basically came out that uh, actually it was a tongue-in-cheek joke about paying the fine and actually the money that's being raised was actually going to go to a charity of Hass's choice um i suppose in some ways at first whenever i first seen it i was was like uh what so fans are now paying for for fines and i guess obviously when they came out and said that i suppose though what what did then um i suppose happened i suppose what happened what then turned up was that kyle has obviously got involved with the um with with that 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 tweet that was put out um and and had some very choice um words words are choice de- <laughs> choice descriptions shall we say of <laughs> other fans uh other teams uh fans um yeah. dave i mean what was, what, was the, what was
2: the best way to put it um he the he, uh compared the rest of the league fans to people who enjoy to pleasure themselves it's um, <laughs> very polite you mean,
0: <laughs> you mean when I'm he called you mean when he, you mean when he called them <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> but it's like beep yeah um It's just so, and it's real. like, I don't know the guy. He could be a really nice guy, but he's just coming across as so um, abrasive. So, you know, he's just out, you know, like the old school um, goons that we used to have in this league, maybe, you know, six, seven years ago, you know, um, what's his name that used to play for, I can't remember his name now, the guy threw his helmet at everybody and all. And... um, you know there was a whole rake of them at one point and they were just out to ride people up to get everybody on edge you know um to get us a reaction um our view you know, for giants um uh uh rustin yeah um you know he was a, he was not an ice hockey player he was a you know a fighter with a pair of skates you know and that's the sort of thing he would have came off with you know yeah. he just would have been getting in stirring the pot you know winding everybody up and but the leagues went past that in my opinion you know all our players i would hope all the jazz players um anyway i would hope would be you know portray themselves with a level of professionalism um in their uh, on their social media and, and you know and, and i don't mind them interacting with fans it's you know don't slag off other fans you know i, know. I, no, I mean that, was- there was actually one element that i quite
1: liked. there strangely there was one element i liked about the tweet <laughs> um but he starts off talking about how awesome his fans are. Yeah, know, yeah. There's, there, there's an element of it, you know, that, hey, OK, the, the, there was a, hit, a bad hit here. Here's a, a GoFundMe page. And if it's going to go to charity, great. Um, And then that was him coming out and saying, you know, thanks for having my back. We'll, we'll do good with this. And he could have. Like, they could have been a good turnaround of the books and that. Yeah. But then he completely just swayed a different route.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, everyone, I'm, um, all for, I'm all for the shithousery. I'm all for it. Like, I'm all like, yeah, you know, just like, you know, build up a rival, Try and build up rivalries all you can and all you want. And, you know, become the hate, most hated player if you want to be the most hated player. That's fine. But the fact that he, he put out a tweet and then disowned the tweet and didn't take ownership of it by deleting the tweet because he knew himself that he did wrong and he shouldn't have said it. And oh, if, did he deleted? it? Oh yeah, he deleted it. So the original tweet, um, he deleted the original tweet and then he reworded that original tweet but took out the part where he called all the other fans that expletive word uh but one of the a fan he, obviously he
1: call everyone what david said you're yes. a bunch of self-pleasuring yes
0: <laughs> <laughs> um oh god i feel like i know the name of this podcast is going um the um <laughs> uh, so like I, I don't know so he, he did the original tweet he took down he deleted um and then someone obviously screenshotted it and put it back up again and said uh are you just going to pretend you didn't tweet this um <laughs> but i suppose from my point of view taking it back to you know obviously uh his, his the actual penalty and stuff my thoughts on it are three games i thought okay fair enough at least dubs did something dubs have you know put out to say you know we acknowledge the fact that it was it shouldn't have happened two things i suppose the first thing for me was there was a a comment made that the reason why he was um targeting boucher the whole game and he was targeting them the whole game if you watch that premier sport you'll see that he was targeting and i say the reason why is that he's stating that it was a is a retaliation for a hit that rain did on a young player a young dundee player who was injured in september september so keep that in mind this is going back to september we're now in november when this incident happened so he's been trying to target him from september um the the hit that happened in september that um that that i suppose on this young player was a in-game hit that wasn't called on the night there was no call made on this hit that, that this young player took um and it's just a matter of you know just an unfortunate hit this young lad you know obviously got hit against the boards or whatever that were you know whatever it happened but it wasn't called on the night there was no no sinister action to it but obviously Haas felt that there, there there was more to it and it should be cut and he should answer for it secondly um going into this game at the weekend um, and Dave, this kind of comes back to what you're saying about the liability aspect in terms of why would you have them on your team? I agree. Dundee came into that game at the weekend against Belfast Giants oh, yeah. already with five players down, five players short uh, for, for oh, different yeah. injury reasons and whatever else. They also had a player suspended as well for one game and that was against the Giants game as well. So they had they were already down a number of players, really like benched. Then you had an injury during the game where... um. We had a player go down, took a, a, a poor twist, a, a poor turn on the ice. Um, Didn't see like a, a, I think whatever way they turned a dip in the ice, maybe caught a skate and he went back on his leg quite badly. And it was a gruesome, gruesome fall. Uh, Inglis, Inglis is not his name. Um, they took the hit, took the fall really badly. Um, And he came, he was stretched it off the ice. That's how bad it was. Then Kyle Hassen decided to, for whatever reason, get himself thrown from the game. When his team were already down so many men, like your if your team's down six or seven men, why would you become a liability and do this to get yourself right. kicked? Knowing your team are going to be even more
2: down, especially especially an import, you know, there's such crucial elements to to the teams. Exactly, and they're there to. And he's also an A. Exactly. you know, he's meant to provide leadership on that ice. And yes, okay, be the rough and tough guy, you know, but be smart about it. You know, he could have made that uh, hit legal by a few small corrections. Uh, and he decided not to. Um, that was all within his control. Um, you know, there's no one to blame but himself. Um, yes, okay, you can be annoyed and want to take revenge for things, but you can do that in ways that are not going to end you up banned, you know, or get you back in the penalty box, you know. And it could have been a very small elements there, um, and it's, it's just a, it's just a shame. Like uh, I think, um, you know, to me, if he was wanting to really make it a, a point. He, he maybe should have tried to find somewhere to have a fight or something to ask. And you know, I'm, I've sort of went away from that idea of fighting, but, you know, at least then the both combatants have a choice, you know, where this one here was just just ugly.
0: Yeah, that's it. Um, but, um, there, so three games, his, it'll be interesting to see, obviously as I say, his his first game back after serving a Suspension will be against the Belfast Giants on the 28th of November. Uh, so it will be interesting to see uh, what happens. I can't see anything changes. I think
2: it'll be exactly the same. I'll end up if he doesn't get a ban, he'll end up with quite a few penalty minutes. It's, it's just not good. It's, it's it's, based on what we've seen so far with the amount of penalties, minutes in nine games, Um, it's, it's highly unlikely we're going to see anything change. Yeah. Um, the Giants, the Giants are, like, ourselves as Giants fans, have seen an awful lot of uh, Kyle Haas at the start of the season. And... Uh, I, I don't think you'll see anything different he'll just be the same the whole way through the year which is weird because when you look at his elite prospects uh page yes he's not a big goal scorer yes he's not putting in an awful lot of uh points but you know you're talking yeah he's putting in quite a few penalty minutes but they're not excessive they're not um you know they're not even like adam keith numbers you know they're um they're within reason um, for a player of his, you know, style, you know, on the, you know, playing on that ragged edge, um, and if he's he wants to play like that, it does work, and we know it works. Um, Giants made a whole um, league league run uh, multiple times on players like that, um, but it's you know, be smart.
0: Exactly. What about exactly? What about
1: Dundee themselves? Have have, have things turned around for them? Have they got? Because as you mentioned, Murray, there was a lot of. Of, there were light a lot of players there.
0: No, Aaron. It's it's like their patch there up in Dundee is just having a nightmare of a time at the moment. Um, I know they've got one player returning now. Um, they have one one player returning, obviously from who was suspended for one game. He's obviously came back after that one game suspension, but they've had to obviously look at bringing in um injury cover and a couple of other players. You know, they've had obviously had to re- go out and recruit and bring in, and um, because they are having a just an awful time i mean after even after you know it got worse for for dundee um on sunday you know after um hasp went off, after hasp went off for three the, games yeah. goal, the goalie then um the goaltender um took a like a, a lactic acid build-up or something happened anyway and he like had an and around Bumped his up. leg just a real what mm-hmm. was it something like uh and then he ended up going off as well so he got taken off a um the ice too full of mustard Spoonful of mustard, which I still don't understand. Um, but um, yeah, he's take- talking about this. Yeah, he, 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 <laughs> I, I mean, he, mustard was, comment. <laughs> he was taking off the ice too. So I mean, it's just getting, it's just going from worse to worse for Dundee, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, guys, I'm going to move over to the last suspension that I want to talk about. This last Dops ruling um, that happened from again from this past weekend. Um, this it, hit's hard to watch it's a tough hit uh, on, she- on Sunday night uh, in Sheffield Steelers defenseman Keaton Ellerby was assessed a major and game misconduct penalty for an illegal check to the head of Devils forward Sam Duggan, or Duggan. Um, I'm going to call him Duggan. Um, it may not be right, but that's what I'm going to call him anyway. Um, LRB was originally engaged in a position battle with Duggan in front of the net. Um, as Devils make an attempt on goal, shooting the puck, Duggan skates towards the sidewall, chasing down the loose puck, uh, with LRB following. Uh, Duggan, winning the race to the puck, becomes engaged in a, buck ba- a puck battle uh, with Sam Jones, uh, losing the puck, which is picked up by the Steelers forward Brendan Connolly. And... Um, what then happens and transpires is that Ellerby uh, continues full force towards Dugan uh, and makes a hit in a manner that makes Dugan's head, I mean, reverberate uh, off the, the boards. I mean, it's when he said it's an illegal check to the head, it's, it's an understatement. Um, there was a clearly a point of contact. The, the clear point of contact for this hit was the head, was Ellerby's head, no doubt about it. Or sorry, Dugan's head, sorry, no doubt about it. Ellerby was making a direct target a direct like guide towards um dugan's head the head contact on this play was completely avoidable um dugan's head was down because he was attempting to play the puck which is fine you know and people always say oh you should always keep your head up when you're playing you should always play your head and if you've got your head down you're fair game i don't buy it um i i think in this case uh dugan's head was down because he was already engaged in a puck battle with a player already um he was already engaged yeah. with jones was the already there Ellerby could have completely avoided the check altogether, didn't have to go the way he did, but that was an illegal check in a legal manner. And I mean, the position of his head, and honestly, the point that 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 hit was, I think it was a lot worse. Um, If you ask me, I think it was a lot lot worse. Um, And I'm really, I suppose I'm really surprised that the suspension only resulted in two games. I'm genuinely surprised by that. Um, I mean, Fine, a fine, obviously. Let's forget. not forget the fine. A fine and suspension of two games. Dave, I mean, you, you've said yourself. You'd watch it there again. Two games? So hard
2: to watch. Two games? No, it's... It, this is where DOPS lets, them, lets themselves down. So... I, I totally agree with the Kyle Haas one. Three games sounds about right. But I think dops in general are a wee bit lenient. And the reason being is they put far, far, far too much emphasis on repeat offenders or known to dops or have been fined. And I think that's what's happened with Kyle Haas. Kyle Haas has got um, two games for the hit. for the you know the, And there's an injury, uh, you know the, the bad hit and the loading up. But then he's been given an additional because he's already known to dops and has already paid a fine um but because uh, there was no pre prior um engagement with Dops, they went oh well we'll just give them two uh you know two two games and in my opinion that's that's not right um it should be each pit should be gauged purely on on the head itself um and then add additionals like two games for this is is not enough that could end a person's career um geez, it could uh, could leave somebody in a wheelchair um it was Really bad, Um, and you can even the way like the whole angle of everything. um, The Dugan looks like he's going down from the the puck battle on the boards. One of his legs is up, um, you can see it from the camera, so that means it's pretty high because you know the boards aren't aren't short. Um, And then takes a full force check to the head, and the even worse part is obviously his head makes contact with the boards. The, the angle it happens he's um uh his shoulder is against the board sort of pushes head to hit the board it has to come the distance of his shoulder that's going to do serious damage to your your neck muscles um and that's going to hurt um and uh, to me for a completely avoidable um that's probably should have been a you know, skate in take control of the man to take the puck Um, You know, you see it a million times. You know, those puck battles in the corners or along the walls, you may end up with multiple people fighting for that puck. Um, What you do not want to see is basically one player, um, because of a puck battle, holding, you know, keeping a player along the boards and then another player loading off onto them. Um, uh, It's just... It's 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 unreal, actually. I couldn't get it. When I watched it, um, it was something you would have you would never expect to see. um, and that's, To me, it's just really bad. Um, and Daphne deserves more than two games.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Definitely more than two games. Uh, J- uh, Aaron, your thoughts? <clears throat> Dave's answered one of my questions. I One of my questions as we were
1: about to go into this, I was like, what is the difference between this and the Haas hit? Um, Why is this only two? But if it is, that's because Haas is a, a repeat offender. Um, it does seem a bit... I do agree that repeat offenders need to be... Uh, given more, uh, but two does seem a bit light on this. One thing that I do when I watch these, especially if there's hits against the the, the 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 edges and stuff, you watching the crowd. I don't know if you watch the crowd when the when the hit happens. A lot of them jump back. You know, like mm. we're watching this video, um, you know, after the fact, and it's all slow motion and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's all good to tell there and then, but actually being live at the game you know these guys are are not not, no (laughs) um actually being live at the game you know these guys are jumping back there's actually there's a lady that like kind of hands up at her you know over her face and turns around to her partner to say is that all right yeah you can actually see the, the actual the actual reaction of the crowd is 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 unreal um no it's not it's not a great hit at all
0: it really isn't. Um, I I think it's Dave. You, you made it very succinct. That I think you you, you know you, you not you hit the nail on the head quite well. Um, I just think two games just seemed very 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 light. Um, and yes, whether or not it oh. is because of repeat offense and all that kind of stuff, I still don't think that should have been. it, I yeah. think it should have been. I, sh- I think it should have been harder.
2: In my opinion, you know, especially with the stuff that floats around ups and the um the inconsistencies that we see and they're never going to get it right hundred percent of the time. No one expects them to, but you want to get the close. And the, the problem they have here is we talked about it before. There is a, um, an element of, um, this feeling in the league that certain teams get away with, um, lighter bands. Um, obviously we talked about it in the last podcast being Cardiff and obviously this was against Cardiff, but, it, they usually come down to the big four or the big five. Whoever's at the, the near title chasing get away with lighter bands. And um, whether that's the case or not, things like this do not help that case. Um, and that's where we need to see. Um, like we're they're getting really good. Like the video, the videos are great and the breakdowns are great. That's lovely to see, and it means that we compared to the dark days, um, you know, what, five years ago where it yeah. was. Uh, just ban three games and that was it. You got, you know, this is so much better and it, all it takes is a little bit more. Um, like if the, if they were for the Kyle Haas, if they went through it and went two games for the hit, one game for repeat offender um, or one game uh, because right, you're known right. and mm. then people are going, right, well, technically you only got one game but if he kept it himself, kept his nose clean earlier in the season, he would have only got two and um, then you were, you would be saying it it's like for like, but then no way is this the same style of hit. No. You know, um, a legal check to the head is dangerous. Um, not saying that what Kyle Haas did wasn't, but this one, like as I said, could have ended somebody's career um, and it has no place even, like I talked about Kyle Haas's and how he could have made it a legitimate hit. Um, there's no way to make this a legitimate hit. It was, no. it was always going to be a penalty. Yep. Even if he didn't take him in the head, he was still charging um, him into the boards uh, for a player who did not no longer had control of the puck. Uh, it's just, it's just a
0: joke. I agree 100%. Um, and just to round off that before we move on, um, I think you're right. You know, we, we kind of do have to look at it in a way that, yes, there's improvements. It has been made over the course of the last couple of years. And as you say, we were in a dark age at one point where um, dop's rulings and decisions and, and everything else and bans and stuff were quite muddled. At least now we're seeing a bit more clarity, but I think there still needs to be a bit of work around the consistency of it. And we say that every single year, who knows when that's oh. going to improve.
2: What would be nice is to see year on year progress, and um, you'll see a little step forward every year, and then at some point it'll just become natural. And um, you know, if they took on, you know, at the end of each year they done a, a like a review internally. Don't even need to get fans involved internally with the players. Uh, and again, I think it should be with the players, not with the clubs. Um, I don't think the owners should be involved in ops at all. And um, this should be like. Um, the elite leagues form of the Players Association, where they can go right. Well, league's over. You, know, none of these are going to get additional bans. You know, we can't take things together. What do you think? What can we do to improve? And I guarantee the players would want to see uh, that clarity, um, because the, the not no, and and it sounds really bad. And from what we've said, no player really wants to take penalties. They don't want to end up out for games. Um, and if they knew how to you know, walk the line or how they could improve their game or after penalties happens, uh, or a penalty's happened or not necessarily a penalty, but a ban, then they know why. Because obviously officiating in every league changes, how you get bans changes in every league. The more information the players have, I think, the the better they'd be for it. And where something like a player association or a player forum at the end of the year um, would be a, a crack in place for it. And we have the opportunity with the playoff weekend look like at me fixing
0: the that. world of the elite league like exactly um, i think i think that's a I think that's a good place to uh finish on this uh box segment and this period so what we'll do is we'll get sucked straight into our period two of hockey
2: Hello and uh, welcome to period two of hockey This is where we'll talk about hockey from everywhere but the United Kingdom um, And this week on the uh, Evander Kane show, there there is no news um, <laughs> I've actually He's taken a mid-season break He's taken a mid-season break Well, he's still in his 21 game ban, isn't he? So. Yeah <laughs> Alright, yes <Jess. laughs> So, um, yeah, nothing from him I've actually set up a uh, search group <laughs> thing um, for him um, so that we can keep an eye on when he, he turns up in the news um I, I use a wee news now tool um allows you to configure your own searches that checks the you all the news a feed feeds especially for Van Der so i set up a feed for vanderkeen <laughs>
0: I, I think this should be like a new segment or something that we have on our on our on the podcast um what's up with vanderkeen and then a jingle it's like and it's like nothing this week thank you,
2: <laughs> you know, it's like- I, he gets a star every time he's not in the news uh, <laughs> that,
0: maybe we should look at another um, segment I'll look for some jingles tonight um. <laughs> um,
2: so yeah so that was uh, I, I thought that needed to be to be in there um, so yeah so I was uh, it's going to replace my day in hockey I think I think it's going to be more interesting um, <laughs> Um, so yeah, so that was uh, that was my piece for prepared to um, Marty. I think you've got quite a few. I would like to hand it over to you, and then sure you can go through yours.
1: Yeah, hold um, on, hold on. I've just actually just realised you've actually given us the link. Yeah, for yeah, yeah no, under K news Newsfeed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hold on, I've got to go bit this now. Two seconds. Yes. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, I have um, just three stories that have kind of dominated over the last few days in the NHL. Uh, I'm going to start with the first one actually being uh, that of the first team um In the next uh the NHL to basically announce um a halt to the season because of COVID nineteen protocols, and that is the Ottawa Senators. Um this past week, the as of Monday past, the Ottawa Senators um have announced that the team have temporarily halted their season after ten of their players were forced to sit out due to COVID-19 protocols. Uh the press release was put out that the senators stated that the move was made out of an abundance of caution due to COVID-19 health-related concerns. Um, the NHL have released a statement on the matter saying that the team had coordinated with me- medical officials and found evidence of continual spread of COVID-19 in recent days. The team's practice rink and training facility has been shut down as a precaution and will remain uh, shut until this coming weekend. Uh, the move cancelled the team's next three games at the very least, um, the first of which was scheduled for Tuesday past, which is against New Jersey Devils, um, as well as this com- upcoming weekend's Games too. Um I suppose this is obviously the first team um that we've seen so far this season um to Max's
1: surprise has taken this long
0: i'm you know else, what i agree um obviously obviously with the fact that obviously the uptick and the, i suppose the nhl's move towards uh total compliance with um you know vaccinations and everything else obviously it's kind of helping with the you know keeping keeping it down. but. As we all know, um, and, you know, we're not going to get into whether you're a vaccine denier or not and, you know, all that sort of stuff and, you know, whatever way you want to look at it. We know that the vaccine vaccine, uh, works in helping to lower the chances of high risk sickness and illness. From COVID 19. Improves
2: recovery as it, well. It so improves the, it like, improves the
0: Yeah, exactly. It improves recovery. It reduces the strain on hospitals from admissions because the, the hope is that by having the vaccination, you will not be having to be. Um, admi- 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 um, admitted to hospital for severe um, conditions of COVID-19 but the transition the transmission of COVID-19 is still possible even with the the COVID vaccine um, which is obviously shown here because obviously all of the players within the Ottawa centres have been 100% of the players are vaccinated um, so yeah, it's 100% unfortunate.
1: 100% of the players. 100% yeah, the mandate.
0: Yeah, mandate across the NHL was all players in the NHL playing the NHL this year must be um, vaccinated. And because also the fact that it's Ottawa Senators, which is a Canadian-based team, they have to be um, vaccinated, no question about it. So every It single says game.
1: later on, with many of their players vaccinated, Senators have been And I was like, oh, okay.
0: I'm pretty sure it was 100% um, because I think... The last, the last statistic that the NHL had put out was that um, there was only a few people. Wasn't there, there was only something like six players that were unaccounted for that had not been had not been vaccinated, and that was two weeks ago. Okay. So again, my 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 guess is, well, if if not one hundred percent of maybe one of the players that wasn't vaccinated, uh, one of those and NH- those. Players that the NHL were talking about two weeks ago that wasn't vaccinated, maybe they belonged. We don't know. We don't know who is. We don't know who isn't. Yep. Um. But um. Yeah. So I just wanted to point out, obviously, that Ottawa is the first um, victims of uh, COVID nineteen for this season, uh, having to halt their season. So those games are going to be rescheduled and moved to another time this season. For um, about three games. So a total of three games at the moment. At the moment, yep. Um. That that's not to say that they it won't be more um there's potential obviously that they they might not be able to get back to their games at the start of next week so it could be more games but yeah. i think that the likelihood is it's this weekend it was obviously after this weekend's games they're hoping that that'll be the 10 days served or there's just you know the mandatory seven day 10 day whatever it is in canada um you know um period of um self-isolation and a lot sort of stuff so uh, we'll see what happens. Um, obviously, other other teams going into the arena as well wasn't possible because they were closing down the different parts of the arena and the training areas as well. So um, that's that was just one story. Not really much. Yeah, to
2: it's uh, it's an interesting one actually to say. Like um, it's Elizabeth uh, Iron. It's surprised it's taken so long. Um, I, I think really it's good. It it's a good like it's
1: surprising, but it's it's a good sign. Yeah, totally. It's a very good sign.
0: Um uh my will I move on to my next story, Dave?
2: Yes, you just wire away there.
0: Great. Um <laughs> <laughs> to
2: <Just> sit <sitting> back. <laughs> you you work away, buddy. Yeah, yeah, you
0: work away. My next story I just wanted to bring up was uh around uh, a story that we talked about and on a podcast um on podcast, I think it was maybe two podcasts ago. We obviously seen a fine um for for PK Suban, uh previous oh, yes. of Nashville fame. Um and previous we obviously talked what about his
1: nickname before they calling him again
0: john pk sleuth ban <laughs> um, and it's funny that you mentioned that because um here we are talking about uh, pk Subban for exactly the same reason again um pk Subban this past weekend um was involved in another sleuth clipping incident against ranger sammy bliss um However the difference with this one is and it's quite interesting now there's video out there Blaise got injured on the play after this one um, and had to be helped off the ice um, after he was clipped by PKC Ban. Now if you watch the footage I don't think it's included in that I'll try and find it for you afterwards guys but um, what I can describe in the way I can talk about it is that it's clearly that it's clear that again it was another case of a sleuth footing incident. Um, you know, Subban clipped the skates quite easily, and it looked exactly similar to previous incidences of of sleuth footing that he has been obviously challenged for, and has been looked at by the NHL, you know, uh, player department of safety. Um, but what is interesting with this one is that um, that this is like the. You know, this is has already been fined twice this season in the span of eight days for, for exactly for that. Um, but this time around, for some reason, the Department of Player Safety didn't deem de- didn't deem this one as the same or didn't look at it in the same way. They didn't look at it as like a repeat offense or they didn't look at it as a as a sleuth foot. Um, but again, it's just another ish incident of PK Subban doing what he's done best, um, and that being oh, hello.
2: Hello, still there? Hello, something happened there. I can hear
0: you, Marty. Oh, sorry. Um, okay. Um, yeah. So this is PK. There, by the way, if you No worries. PK Suban um, doing what he do- PK suban does best, and that is another instance of of footing I mean, guys, uh, I think Dave, you you helpfully sent the link there for um the the hit or the the sleuth food or the the tripping, shall we say, incident is what it was uh-huh. deemed as. I mean, what's your thoughts on it?
2: It's 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 not nice looking. Like it looks like um, he sort of gets his uh, stick entangled and stuff with him. It's it's not great. Um, like he definitely takes his foot. Um, the whole thing is actually a really weird hit. Um, yeah, it Looks yeah. like he hits both feet. PKC band looks like he hits both of uh, the player's feet on the way end of the check and causes him to like sort of overextend and then lose balance you know, and then go on his, go down on like his knee. And it's, it's a very weird. Like, it, it, does, it looks like, you know what it looks like? You know like in computer games when you see a, a, a person when they get shot, the ragdoll? Mm. That's what it looks like. It looks like somebody just cut all his, uh, all, all his strings and he just went, um, But even Subban himself kind of loses his fitting. Uh, he definitely, Subban definitely clips his first, his leading foot and that's yeah. what causes the whole thing and it's, the main, the big thing is that this is all to do with the fact that Subban's awareness um, is, a, is not quite right. You know, he's obviously been slew-footing a lot of people and using his feet and his checks and things. And this is another instance where he's almost using his feet as a, an active element of uh, controlling the play. Um, it, it's dangerous um, because there's only so much uh, that can happen. Um, in that angle area. And oh, geez, that looks really bad. I'm just watching it on repeat here. And there's a bit where the, what do you call the, which is the Rangers player? Sammy um, bless. Bass bless. Blast, yeah. um bass, yeah. His um, right leg hits the board and you can just see it like sort of reverberate all the way up to his hip and through his knee. Uh, it's not nice. It's
0: not. It's not <laughs> so
1: <on> here's a, <laughs> a random question. So the first one, he got a 5K slap on the wrist.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then the, the, the second one, three games later, he took a 15K mm-hmm. slap on the wrist. Um, and it says here, which is about 0.17% of his salary. <laughs> yeah, 9 million. Yeah, yeah. Of yeah. 9 million. So 15 grand <laughs> is less than, less than 0.2% of his 9 million salary. Do, like, does that mean that... Um, just a random question: Do we do they get fined a higher value
2: so that that it hits their
1: pockets harder, so that makes them a bit more aware of it?
2: I'm right. I'm right in saying this, Marty. We we might have touched on this. This is the player association helps to define the fines. Yes, they do. Um, so this is all agreed by all the players going in, um, and it, the fines go towards the like uh, recovery fund or the. Um, what's it called? Yes, uh, I, it's well, not, I, I appreciate
1: that it's yeah. I um, appreciate that it's not just going into the end of the wind or going to the end. It's it's actually the money is being used for something. But is it is it is it enough? Zero point one seven percent of a salary.
2: I, I personally think. See, money it doesn't work to stop repeat actions. See, finding guys, unless you're going to find them, you know, enough that it's like they're losing a week's wage or two weeks' wages or whatever. You know, for them. Um, but in, in essence, the only way things would change is whenever you know they're banned from games, and the team takes a hit, because then that is uh, comes down to uh, salary negotiations in the future. Yeah. Um, personal fans fines, yeah, they, they they can take them all day long. Um, but see, when it comes to you know when his his contract runs out, and if he's cost them X number of games because he was banned. He's not going to get a nine million contract. You know they're going to be saying to him, "Nah, you're not worth it." Um, that's the only way that the, the that would stop this. And, and the big difference. But do you think is, that? Do you think that affects
1: them there and then? Surely, oh, that's that's three years away. I'll be, you know,
2: I'll be fine. Depends on the the person. The team will remind them.
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree.
2: <laughs> the team won't know that. Whenever they lose games, the teams will make sure that they're aware that this is affecting their standing in the team and i know yes you have a hot year on your salary um the build-up to your salary yes you'll command more money but at the time the team will make sure that you that you know that you're 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 the person that's costing them games because you're not on the ice especially when you're pk Superman, you know you're you're not just one of the guys you're an aim for that team so
0: guys i suppose before just to finish off this this story for this period uh, and this this part of the story, anyway, in this uh, bit of the period, uh, obviously PK here having you know uh, run a form of, of the sleuth now, whether or not it was a sleuth obviously, Dops the NHL's Dops, I should say, haven't come out and said that it was. Uh, I mean, this is this would be this fourth occasion for sleuth this year. I mean, the first one wasn't called either by Dops, and that happened in the preseason game against Rangers. Um, so again form something needs to be done i think personally um i think you know he can continue to use his feet in the way that he's using them um and uh, dave i mean you said it yourself um i think it's just, I, th- I think it's just a matter of case that i think something harsher needs to happen in order to for him to really learn a lesson um yeah uh, maybe stop i think if there's a, a
2: an ironclad sleuth that's picked up and there's no sort of reasonable doubt then he should be slapped with a couple of games and that'll also nip it in the butt in my opinion
0: yeah. Um I'm gonna move on to my last story. Um and again, this is just a really quick one. It's more of a more of a shout out than it is a, a story, but um I am obviously a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, um, and this past well, day in the last 24 hours, I should say. Um that's how soon this was how recent this was, um, is the announcement that Dion Fanouth, um, who is a um a stalwart, shall we say, for the Toronto Maple Leafs, he was the captain. Um of the Leafs for a number of years, um, also then playing for Calgary Flames, Ottawa Sanders, and Los Angeles Kings, um, but he is calling it an end to his career after fourteen NHL seasons. So he's had a total of a thousand and forty-eight NHL games and has scored four hundred and ninety-four points over the total, um, his careers uh, in total. Um, I mean, it's when he left. I suppose one thing I would say is, but then he when he left, um, the Leafs, um. You know, he, he joined the Leafs in two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten. Um, and when he left the Leafs, um, it was a massive, massive departure, and it was massive thing for to see him go. Um, obviously, whenever he left, we brought in a big name in in, in Ta- um Tavis. You know, in terms of you know yes. a big name player to kind of almost not replace him, but to have that kind of almost seniority kind of um better leadership, sorry. better leadership on the ice, and to have that but this is a this is unfortunately you know this it's it's you know what fair played him for deciding that this is his time this is it's you know it's time to hang up the skates um and to you know um enjoy his retirement the way he should um you know he did finish off his career um with the kings um you know after being traded to the senators from the leafs um but yeah um said the same go big name in the nhl uh, retiring um but i think um it's the right choice for him and uh yeah he's uh i'm sure he will turn up in the hockey hall of fame at some point in the future
2: yeah uh, finuf was always uh, an interesting player to watch and it's a very unfortunate photo that you've shared as well what's with that uh, underbite um,
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes yeah, it's, it's a bit yeah
2: um but yeah no he's always been a, an interesting player and see when you have um you lose a veteran player like that it's um it's hard for a team to readjust um when they lose somebody that's been there that long um and i think he, he definitely was lost in the lease um but he, he was a a fantastic player um but yeah um i think that's everything for a period two we don't have any overtime i'm not going to miss that like i do every week
0: nope no overtime no uh, penalty box segment no, no penalty sorry. box. Nope. sorry
2: yeah Nope. Awesome. So I didn't uh, didn't forget this time. So I think if that if that is everything, we'll round up period two of hockey.
1: Okay, let's move on to period three, which is our general hockey news.
2: so, so, so bad
1: for timing.
0: It really <laughs> is.
1: Uh, we actually have a couple of really good stories here from a, kind of like international hockey, from hockey all around the world. Um, so to get stuck into it, Marty, I'm going to leave your story to last because I think it's a really important story that we should stick some time on to. So I'm going to leave that one to last. Okay. And we're going to go to one of uh, Dave's story, um, taking back a couple of uh, episodes back for our letter M for for hockey for my... Um, I've forgotten his name. Why have I
2: forgotten his name?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Mario <laughs>
2: Lemieux. It's to If you click on the link, his name's in it.
1: <laughs> I know. Uh, and let's talk about what's happening over in the uh, over at the Penguins, Dave.
2: Yeah. So this one, I don't. I, I can't even. Uh, so I was doing my research. I was doing my research uh, fairly late on. Um, and this one, I think, only was put up the last couple of days. It's literally um,
0: it, yeah, the last forty-eight hours. This is is all Yeah. Starting, yeah.
2: Um, and it's the rumors or possible um, the po- rumors of the possible acquisition of the Pittsburgh Penguins by the Boston Red Sox owners, the um, Fenway. So it's like sports, group. It's Fenway sports Fenway, group. Sports Group. He also
1: LLC.
2: he also own, uh, Liverpool Football Club and a big chunk of the NASCAR uh, racing, Fenway Racing. Um, it's massive name in sports, obviously owning the Boston Red Sox as well. Um, but they have um, started talks in purchasing the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, interesting, uh, interesting move. Obviously, the the Penguins are a completely different club than what we've seen in uh, 1999, uh, early 2000s, where they were um, rescued by uh, Mario Lemieux Le um, in and in a buyout. So. It's going to be, uh, a lot of people are interested to see if even if it's going to continue, but it, it will be a big money purchase, I believe, because the team now is a hell of a lot more stable than it was back then. Um, and it's got some of the big, biggest names in ice hockey. Um, so what I thought was, we, we don't normally talk about things like this, like purchases and, and all that jazz. But it is definitely an interesting story. Um, so I'd like to get your your take on it. Um, anything? See, uh, draw your aim. Uh, go to Marty first.
0: Yeah, I guess you know as you say. I mean, Fenway Sports Group Limited, or yeah, LLC. Um, one of the other, just another bit of information on on the on the actual ownership and of the how that that they're made up of. LeBron James, the basketballer, um, is also part owner of uh, a major partner in Fenway Sports Group. Um, so he would also hmm. be part owner of the Penguins as well. Um, I think you know, in, in terms of if you're going to be buying a hockey team, um, obviously. The you know Lemieux and Ron Burkle have decided at some point that this is something that they're welcome to look into and welcome to maybe look at selling the team. After all this time, obviously having holding hold ownership of the team for such a long time, but I think if you're going to be buying a a team um within the NHL, you know you wouldn't go far wrong with buying the Penguins. Um, no. you know, big mainstream team, uh, big names as you say, um, massive um sporting appeal, massive branding awareness you know it's one of those teams that if you ask um a non-hockey fan maybe the name like two or three nhl teams or ice hockey teams i'm guaranteed the penguins name will probably jump out as one of those teams and um, i just it seems to be one of those kind of um teams that has real mainstream appeal um and i think that's definitely something that obviously family sports group have obviously used to their advantage you know having obviously having big names like the Boston Red Sox is one area you know obviously one of the biggest names in baseball but also Liverpool Football Club one of the biggest names not just in UK soccer and football in terms of premiership uh Premier League but also Liverpool are world known like it's a big brand across the world Mm -hmm. um so I mean again you're 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 not you're not going wrong if you're hedging your bets and then deciding to purchase a team like the Pittsburgh Penguins
1: but it's also like for for the Penguins' case, it's it's like it's yes, it's a sport, but they're also a business. So having having backers like Fenway Sports Group, who are, as we we keep saying, own so many sports teams, they they have the skill base behind them to help keep those teams successful and grow. Um, it seems like a good partnership. So it does, you know, it's, it's not another big random company it's not like the volkswagen group coming in and trying to buy them you know it's a it's a it's a sports company
0: looking to buy them um with the skills needed i um so i see where you're coming from Aaron, and i completely agree with you in terms of of what you're saying in terms of you know a big sports group they already own teams so they know what they're doing my only thing would probably come and it's me playing devil's advocate in some ways in that and this is kind of going against kind of what I just said. There, I suppose in some ways, but uh, it counteracts that. But I suppose for me, I think I suppose some Liverpool fans would maybe also argue this. Maybe that sometimes when you've got a big group like you know Fenway Sports Group or whatever it is, um, it kind of loses a bit of the heart and soul of the team in some ways. Um, yeah. I know a lot mm. of Liverpool fans would maybe argue that the that the the, the their team, the Liverpool has lost its way in some ways in terms of that fan ownership of of Liverpool is kind of almost gone and non-existent anymore. That it's corporate really now, that it's all money grabbing, that it's all about the, you know, oh, let's, you know, charge this or that and the other. And I suppose there's some argument there that, you know, that the fans in Pittsburgh might be a bit concerned because they're thinking, well, we've had two owners of our team for such a long time that Got us out of potential financial trouble originally, and bought into the team. When you had someone like Mario Lemieux, who is so embedded in the Pittsburgh Penguins and is such a a big name in, in hockey hockey, you, as your owner, you almost have like a bit of a a true direction in terms pride. of like, you, yeah, pride yeah. in the fact that like your team is embedded in hockey like hockey is like almost embedded in the the very foundations of the ownership of your team and so i suppose in some ways there's a bit of maybe a bit of concern from some fans thinking will it lose that i suppose that that i suppose that heart in some ways if you're not going to have a true hockey mind or true hockey people as the ownership of your team i suppose maybe that's just one thing maybe there's a bit of concern there um but that's just my my thoughts just when i was thinking there there's,
2: there's always a bit of a, a risk of that you know whenever any any uh, purchase happens you know the first thing they need to do is sort of balance the books and sometimes that can be a reduce reduction in spending and it becomes uh, a very business thing we've seen that with um up a football game but with uh, manchester united and it was a glazier the guy who owns the buccaneers um they, they uh, sort of penny pinched for a year or so um to sort of make sure that the uh, United was profitable, even though it had already been bought everything it uh, ever could and was uh, more profitable than any uh, Premiership team at that time. Um, but there is an element of it goes from being a sport to a business um, because they need to justify the purchase value. Um, but I do think it's a, it's possibly a good move, um, especially. If um, Mario Lemieux or anybody is looking to move um, or, or looking at the possibility of selling the club, you probably couldn't find somebody uh, much better to take take ownership. Well,
1: we'll keep an eye on that story because, as you say, Dave, it's 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 in early talks just now. So something might come of it. Something might not come of it. Um, but let's move on to the next story. And David, I'm going to stick with yourself. You've got an interesting story regarding the Beijing Winter Olympics.
2: Yeah, look at me. Do my homework again? So uh, this one is literally today. Um, at a, well, it's 11.37 a.m. US time, I'm assuming. So probably like a couple of hours ago. Um, so there is currently um, in, inside Hook. So it's not my, our normal sort of area to look for ice hockey-related uh, um, posts. But there has been a report um, come out of the United States where they are looking at the possibility of boycotting, uh, the diplomatic boycott of the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics um, due to human rights practices within China. Um, very heavy stuff for, for um, our podcast, but that yes. means we're um, looking at the possibility of there being no United States um, in the Olympics which would be a, a bit of a travesty. Um, but uh, it is for very serious reasons, um, human rights violations against uh, religious minorities um, within, within China. Um, and it is something that um, I think they've been toying about, toying about with for a while now. And there had been a similar talk during I think the Summer Olympics in Beijing um a few few years ago um for the same reasons um so it's as i said very heavy stuff for um door 14 but something that needed to be be chatted about um i know that we would be um it would be uh in sad or interesting but it would be strange not to see the united states there but i think um it would make a big statement on the world stage that they would pull out of an olympic games to highlight um these issues um, yeah. I, Marty, what are your thoughts buddy
0: i mean so from reading this some from reading the article um i just kind of trying to get a bit of an understanding so the article was basically saying that obviously that as part of like the opening ceremonies all 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 countries send diplomats like diplomatic um high level officials from each of the countries usually goes and attends the like the opening um you know, ceremonies or the opening. Um, not even just ceremonies. I think they have like a like a almost like an international delicate part of that. So they're saying basically what they're saying is that there'll be no from nobody from the Biden administration, nobody from the the U.S. government, um, which is usually the delegation that they usually do, do send the de- diplomats. None of them are going to be attending as part of their, so as a boycott, they're not, none of the delegates are going to attend that. So is that saying also then that by not attending, the delegates not attending, is that also saying that their intention it, is that the, 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 the uh, athletes won't be attending Norm. Either?
2: Normally what happens um, is if a country does not send their delegates, the, their athletes are still listed as going to attend. But what happens as a reaction to that is that the host nation um, refuses to allow the those athletes to play um because they're basically because their diplomats didn't arrive
0: oh because it's like a snub kind of thing
2: yeah um and that's within the right of the host nation to say you know your, your diplomats aren't here so we can't organize the games blah, blah blah um now that could change china could say come on in and continue to play um but that's the um, possibility yeah it's it's all the chance the risk um and the the fact that they're making such a big statement not to send or possibly not yeah. to send, Diplomats could have further knock-on impacts to the the nature of uh, the actual hockey and not having hockey players there.
1: Yeah, and you might find that other other countries follow suit.
2: Yeah, and it could be a complete uh, misnomer. Everyone could be fine, and you know, U.S. is there playing away. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, could be. We'll just have to look kind of like the last story. We'll just have to keep an eye on it and just see what's happening okay cool well Marty let's move on to your uh, last story. Um, I, it's a it's a fairly deep one but um, I think it's a it's got a, a very important message behind it so take it away buddy
0: yeah I actually I have uh, I have two um, one's oh, lighter, sorry. one one's lighter than the other so I'm gonna start with the first one. Um, the first one was just a wee story that came up and I'm not going to go in too much on it, but I just kind of wanted to highlight it because it's a, a very familiar name to Belfast Giants fans in terms of a team. Uh, we're talking about the NCAA uh, Northeastern hockey team here. Um, obviously, we've had them um, grace the ice in the SSE arena uh, as part of the Friendship Four weekend, um, the Northeastern men's hockey team, uh, the Huskies. Um, But as part of this story... Um, popped up because I was reading a piece about Northeastern um, because it was on my Twitter feed. And um, I just wanted to bring it up um, and share it with you guys because I thought it was a really great read. It is a bit of a longer read um, and we'll share it, but it was a great story. Um, there's a program in the United States as part of the NCAA and also with um, universities across um, the U.S. And it's a project um, simply called um, Team Impact um and what team impact is it's a program that has run for a number of years which looks at um it's it's a decade old uh, charity organization that assists kids and links them with different uh, varsity teams and universities across the US um they've helped so far they've helped more than 2300 kids who are um link in with all these universities now the main thing about it is that these 2300 kids are all dealing with serious and chronic illness so different reasons why um they've obviously had a massive uh, an illness that's had an impact on these children's um health now the teams um the varsity teams link in with these kids and create like an experience that the kids will get to have that no other nobody else will get to have and this year's um husky's recruit is a, a young kid called simon who's an eight-year-old kid who had a chronic um illness in terms of uh um a, a kidney uh no liver i think what well, sorry let me just get the information Kidney disease yep no kidney disease. kidney oh, disease renal, got it right renal yeah. Failure, yeah renal failure <laughs> um and obviously this was um obviously it was came with quite a a shock for the family but also for for young Simon who's obviously has had a a number of different um you know difficulties to overcome over the course of the years you know obviously when he's born he was born with end-stage renal failure um and then um obviously as things have progressed obviously um it's had difficulties then with things like um his heart and 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 a a number of different areas and in terms of his health has obviously been impacted but I just wanted to share this story because it's a really great story um i say take some time read it. it it is a long story it's long uh a long a long read as i like to call it um but it's really worth the read and even the the sto- the, the, the the photos alone um are just so heartwarming um but it's a great- I was about that was that that's where i was going to go with it i was
1: like you can definitely read it but just take the time and just flick through the photos the from from <clears throat> being helped around the ice to be given his own jersey to sitting on what looks like a um like a conference call or something not a conference call but like sitting in front of
2: uh uh, yeah uh, uh,
0: yeah yeah. signing a contract he's signing a contract he's he's in a media room it's it's the whole thing was just done it's staged so well and i say it gives it links these kids with ncaa teams links them with varsity teams across the uk across the us um different universities are involved um and it's just a really great um charity to maybe just look into and have a read up about um just getting those experiences to kids who have obviously got different very different um you know health conditions and uh, and yeah just worth a read um and that's why i decided to share it with stories. you guys Um,
1: absolutely amazing story
0: my last story you're right Aaron. it is a bit more of a serious story um and i think it's appropriate to end the period with this story um because it does have quite a um you know it's kind of got a, a an impactful message i suppose obviously in our last podcast um when we were recording in our last podcast we had just heard the news and we just read the news um ...of the untimely and unfortunate death of the Slovakian forward bor Sadecki... ...who unfortunately collapsed on the ice during an Austrian league game... Um, ...and subsequently passed away. Um, Sadecki is believed to have died of a heart attack. Um, now that hasn't been confirmed... Um, ...but the team he played for, the Bratislava Capitals... Um, ...you know, obviously hadn't really talked about too much about the, the reasons behind the death... And, ...and everything else, but we know that obviously that that's what happened. Um, unfortunately um the after the the 24 was a young lad 24 years old and unfortunately after that point uh stecky's capital the capitals gm uh dusan pasek junior um unfortunately took his own life through suicide uh paseki junior was only 36 years old um and and um you know obviously i suppose when the death of this young lad um, within the team obviously reverberated across not just the family and friends within that hockey team itself but right across that league um you can't just you can't imagine the emotions at the moment for those Bratislav players to have lost one player through such sad circumstances and then to lose their GM um through another another set of circumstances um so dealing with two deaths um one subsequently after the other um I suppose the reason why I wanted to talk about it was obviously we wanted to raise it as the obviously highlight the fact that you know this obviously happened after that story that we talked about in the last podcast but I also kind of want to just use this as a point then to kind of I suppose really hammer home that mental health is obviously at an all-time low at the moment people's mental health um, you know has taken knocking um, not just because of things like COVID and restrictions and, and everything else over the last couple of over the last year or so but we know that um, mental health in general is um, one area that doesn't get enough attention sometimes Um, and I suppose I just wanted to use this opportunity just to kind of say to people you know obviously to reach out and talk to those organizations in your local areas if you feel you need to talk to someone about your mental health Um, don't be afraid to reach out and chat to someone it's not uh, it's not a sign of weakness to reach out and ask for help if you need it and if you require it Um, and I also just wanted to highlight it also that you know obviously we're coming to a time of year Um, come up towards this Christmas period this very busy holiday period and festive period and for a lot of people there's a lot of joy in in the festive period and a lot of um, happiness and whatever but for some people it's not always the case and actually festive period can also be sometimes harder for some people than others so it's just about just thinking about that um, when we're coming up in towards this festive period and and just really just to kind of again reiterate and say again that if you do feel that you need a bit of support and a bit of help you know check out those local community local societies local organizations and charities that um, are out there to, to help and support um anybody who is going through a difficult time or just reach out to a friend a family member and um, you f- might find it's difficult to um to talk to someone this a friend a family member but um you know I'm, I'm sure they'd rather you have a chat with them rather mention something to them than than not shall we say um Guys, uh, I don't think there's really much else we need to say on this story.
1: No, I just just stressing on the the importance of of reaching out and talking to to, to someone. Having that, uh, if you've got close friends that you can have that chat to, I know that we've all had our own elements of uh, of of stress and, and down points in our lives, and I know that <clears throat> we've got a quite quite a tight grip of friends here, and we're we're able to to reach out, um, so. I'm talking always helps, so do try to reach out to any friends you've got, or as Marley said, uh, uh, reach out to one of those local groups as well. Um, I do find that mental health is getting um, quite a bit of, um, it's it's not getting the focus that, that it needs, but I'm finding that in, in some companies that it's getting more help than it used to. I've noticed that a lot more in the last couple of years. Uh, is that your experience in your own companies?
2: Um, yeah, so like, um, obviously this is to an item that's, uh, you know, weighs quite heavily on myself. Um, the, this time last year, um, I was, uh, quite ill with, uh, severe anxiety, um, and needed, needed help. And I felt, um, a bit lost. I'm not sure exactly where to turn to. And obviously I've got very close friends that I could talk to, but there's a, an element where sometimes you do need, need that help. And I would say to, to anyone, um, you know, your work should have facilities to, to assist and, you know, raise it with your, with your nearest and dearest, but, um, don't feel that you can't speak to your, for your, your local GP as well, especially here in, in the UK. Um, they, they don't just always, uh palm you off on pills you can request assistance um and in my case i was able to avail of a of a local local charity who offered uh one-to-one counselling um which made a big difference uh to me and allowed me to get back on a on an even keel and get back to work um and you know and, it, and i think that with the there is a lot of uh, facilities out there and it's just finding the right one for you. And it can be difficult. And it's the biggest hurdle is that first step to, to say, you know, I need help. Speak to somebody. And it's not, uh, if you, uh, the best way that uh, it's always, uh, I've had it described to me is if you broke your leg, you'll go to hospital. Um, if you're suffering from mental health issues, it's no different. Um, your brain is uh, an organ and it, it does need Uh, medical help when it has problems and you need to everybody needs to look at it in that respect it's got nothing to do with your character it's got nothing to do with your strengths or weaknesses sometimes it can just be broken and needs assistance to be fixed um and that's the best way i could describe it for me um yes it's to do to do with how you build yourself back up and find where you are but it's because there's something has happened that needs that needs to be looked into Um, so look at your and uh, you speak to your local GPs. There is quite a few charities out there, um, and speak to your friends and family.
1: Cool. Thanks very much, Dave, for your sharing there. Okay, well, I think on that note, that brings us to the end of period three. Has anyone got anyone el- any other stories or anything like that they want to talk about? Nope, that's me. Nope. nope cool okay so i think that brings us on to our
0: star segment marty it does indeed our star segment is a uh is our weekly our fortnightly, league should I say competition uh around um basically any player team hit goal whatever takes our fancy we submit our star segment um for our um for each each person who puts forward someone so uh uh I would like to make an official complaint at this stage. Um, okay. We'll hear your complaint. Go ahead. I I put
1: Ford Cal and I was almost certain I was going to win this week with Cal Paul um, as my star segment, and it was it was not included in the poll when we well, went up two days ago. <laughs> let's let's
0: let's let's get to the poll. Um, so last last um, in our last show in our last episode, um, rightly so, Aaron, you did nominate Cal Paul as your star um, for that fortnight. However, if I will draw your attention back to the fact that you said that you will forfeit your 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 Cal I Paul did. forward for a, an additional fan. Pick, uh, and that came in the form of Thomas, who put forward um his fan or his star. But I'm going to go uh, in reverse order. Um, the polls finished this week. Uh, in fa- in last in fourth place with uh, Mark uh, put forward Tyler Soy, um, with six percent of the vote, followed by Mark Garside put forward by Thomas with twenty six percent of the vote. I put forward. Oh, sorry. That was that. Sorry. He came second. Uh, Third place came with me. I put forward Shane Owen and that came third. Thomas came uh, second with Mark Garside and winner this. And the last one was John who put through Jordan Boucher and he got 58% of the votes. So uh, John is last week's winner uh, or the last episode's winner of the door 14 stars uh, segment. Um, you tell do
2: with John, that was, uh, no. Kyle Haas all the way.
0: Exactly. That's it. Kyle Haas obviously helped him. Um, and it helped that obviously the poll only went up in the last couple of days. So obviously it's fresh in people's <laughs> minds. Um, so that obviously helped him win. That's what I'm saying anyway, when I'm sticking to it. Um, and that was a strategy. John's then. Yeah, that's it. Um, so this week, um, we have, um, no fan, um, no fan, uh, star, put forward for this week so we only have three stars this week um i'm going to start with dave let's go with you first
2: awesome so mine's uh i picked a player kind of um the goals could also be individually picked but i've picked a player and this is Ram picklick from the wild with his first second and third nhl goals um against the uh the kraken um he Played a blinder. Um, He's not a rookie. He played for, um, played a full season, well, about half a season for Nashville. And uh, didn't do very much at Nashville. Um, But he has been fantastic for the Wilds. Uh, As I said, uh, in a 4-2 game, he scored three goals. This first, second, and third NHL goals. And they're lovely. There's uh, one that's like a wee bobbler that sort of rolls in in slow motion. Um, into the goal, and then there's two one-on-one breakaways, or uh, well, one-on-goalie breakaways, um, and they are uh, one's top shelf and one's just tucked in behind the netminder. Um, you would, by looking at him, you would think he was, um, you know, a five-six year veteran in the NHL. He looked really, really well, um, and definitely has the score in touch. Um, if you haven't seen the highlights, give it a wee go. I think it's a class. There's a couple of class goals, and it does just feel like it's the highlights of his goals and it's not it's the highlight of the highlights of the game and it just shows you what an impact he had um he was uh, he was fantastic and that is my pick
0: perfect so his first
1: second and third nh goal ever ever in the same game that's oh, a hat trick yeah. for his hat trick for play that's that's impressive
2: <laughs> <laughs> and i had to double check it because i thought it was a typo on the wild's website and i went away and had a nosy and that is that seems to be the case um and i'm really surprised that the same guy did not score when he was with nashville um what he well i don't know what he was doing when he was there in nashville i'm uh, um, sitting back in his nose or something um but yeah. uh <laughs> <laughs> so he's played he's played he played 10 games for national so it wasn't a full season um um last year and then played uh, he's played six games for the Wild um, with three goals in the last game
0: for a play wow great performance so cool. uh, mm-hmm. Aaron you
1: yeah I've gone for the NHL as well actually um, and just looking around I I'm going to put forward uh, Seth Jones from the Blackhawks he uh, had a game against the <laughs> against the Kraken.
0: Oh, oh for Kraken.
1: <laughs> 4-2 against Seattle Kraken and uh Seth uh, Seth sold uh scored his 300th NHL point. So he did uh helping the Blackhawks um uh, to win the game. Um it wasn't I'll, I'll admit it's maybe not the most amazing goal in the world, you know, um Jones tapped it into the goal by a quick pass by Kean um and himself. But the fact that it was his, his 300th NHL point, I thought was uh, pretty, pretty cool.
0: Yep, great, perfect. So we got Dave, uh, we had Dan Pitlick, uh, Aaron, we had Seth Jones, and my choice uh, is more of a, a local uh, UK flavour. Um, and that comes in a form of Austin Albecht from Manchester Storm, um, who this past weekend had a, his debut for in the Elite Ice Hockey League, as well as the um, in the Storm Shelter um, for the Manchester Storm. But also scoring what can only be described as a cracking first goal for his debut. Um, I mean, it's a great goal. If you haven't seen it... Um, We'll, we'll show we'll post the highlights up but it was a beautiful first goal debut goal um, for his first home debut um, this past Friday um beautiful goal um and that's my choice for this week so we haven't actually chose any Belfast Giants players which is probably the first time in a long time um so what we'll do is we'll get those up in the next week um as usual put our vote out and you can vote on who you think uh deserves the win for this this uh podcast in terms of our star okay guys I'm gonna move swiftly on um to our overtime segment uh which is just anything else uh from the the world of hockey but also anything that's come up on our twitter feed or social medias uh in terms of questions that it may have come in uh we have one thing then just to bring up in this section and that is from um on our twitter uh, feed we have one question from a very familiar name um to this podcast and that will be in the form of john ford at forty eighty seven. um he says hi guys long time contributor sometime listener out of interest is there something missing from the experience at the giants so far this season is it an uninspiring entry video music difficult customer experiences less than inspiring merch what do you guys think? Um, um, thank you, John, for your question. Uh, where are you tonight? Uh, you could have been on the call and could have answered this question yourself. Uh, but yes, we're happy to answer that question for you, John. Um, Dave, let's go with you first. I mean, we've been there a couple of games now. We're going again this weekend. Yeah. Is there anything particular that you think is, I know exactly what mine is, but uh, we'll go with you first. What do you think yeah. is missing?
2: So like, I'll, I'll go through his sort of question there. You know, um, I ha- the merch, I like the merch. I got, a, I got a mug there, um, a travel mug and it's fantastic. Um, I can't, uh, I can't, uh, rave about it enough. I'll obviously love the jerseys. T-shirts are quite nice. Okay. It'd be nice to have a BB a bit more very choices, but hey, we'll build on that changed, uh, designers and all that jazz this season. So we should see some changes. Um, the entrance video was garbage. Um, it's a lovely. Oh, re- it's don't a lovely mention re- words there, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a man to my words and I called Actually, I don't know about it. But it's it's a it's a nice video. It is not an entrance video. Um, it, it's a nice like launch of the jerseys and like a relaunch of the team and and all that jazz. But it's not an entrance video. Where's the you know heart pumping? you know, get you in like a fight song, you know, get you up and going. It's it's just not that, um, which I hope they will rectify. Usually mid-season, the Giants do make a change to their video um, and that'll be good to see. Um, the customer service at the stands, this all comes back to the same things that I've mentioned before and I have had no problems getting a beer and that's all I need at the game. Um, I don't need nachos that John waits two hours for and I've no idea why he waits that long for them. Um, you know, just do without.
0: <laughs> yeah i mean Aaron, you've only been to the one game this season um so far but was there anything in that game particularly that dave's missed out on or anything that you think has been overlooked no it was it was quite difficult um
1: it, it definitely felt different than 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 previous years um you know bigger cues at the door are, no problem that's fine um I did, I I agree with Dave. I quite like the merch. Not all of it's to my taste, but there are some nice bits there. Um, and I I didn't uh, I didn't go queue for food or anything like that, so I, I didn't have any problems with that. I did. I I found the atmosphere a little, like the atmosphere was great, but there were some times where it was just I don't know. It just was a bit a bit quiet, and um you know the fans were doing their thing, but I I, I couldn't put I can't put my finger on what was missing. What um, what are your thoughts, Marty?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think um in terms of the merch and stuff. I don't think that really plays an impact on what the experience is for you know a, like a game net experience. I don't think that really you know I don't know if that's what he's saying about it in terms of missing of the experience. But the merch, as you say, like this year actually, I thought for for change, it's it's refreshing in some ways in some parts of the merch. Yes, some of it's a bit uninspiring compared to others, but. Um, but i think that's maybe just it's going to come in time i think it's going to develop the merch wise but i think it's actually good and you know actually i've bought a few bits and pieces already myself too um but in terms of the game that experience itself um dave's hit it in the head i think that that entrance music i know he was he didn't beat around the bush and i'm not going to i'm going to do i'm I'm going to be the same as you i i think it's pants i don't i don't think it's as great as we've seen so many more in previous seasons that are just like almost like spine chilling you know the, the hair on the back of your neck stands up as soon as that music hits like you know be that that the Belfast song by Ryan Mullen is it Ryan Mullen was that the- oh, yeah. yeah you know if it was that one if it was the one you know if it's one of the multiple different choices of Fallout Boy which I don't care you can use Fallout Boy as much as you want because I'm a, bit a fan um but I think Post yeah Chris
2: Knight's uh, entrance music
0: yeah I think it's I think it's missing something um the other thing my main thing um I think my main gripe and my main um thing that I raised at our last game actually I mentioned this and I talked about this in the last game um, I think what's missing for me in terms of the experience is that a place to congregate, a place that I know we're trying not to congregate because of COVID and they're trying to reduce the amount of people mingling in the same area and whatever else. But at the end of the day, you're still going to be you're sitting in an arena with people there. You're standing in queues of people. They're starting in massive queues at the concession stands already. It doesn't really matter. So the fact that we don't have McCool's or bar yeah. area for us to congregate in either before, during or after mm. the game it's really actually it, it actually makes a massive I say as I actually think I said I mentioned this to, to Dave there's people that I love yeah, do, chat, as I said this I like there's people I love chatting to at period breaks like you know we we never we never sit in our seats during the period break either if we're even if we're not drinking we we tend to go out for a bit of a dander we tend to go to McCool. we go somewhere even get a soft drink whatever it might be and we'll go and we'll chat to people that we've known for a long time at the arena yeah. and there's people that I have seen standing in or sitting in their seats I've seen people in the crowds and the st- stands but I haven't had a proper chance to actually sit down and actually or stand and have a pint and have a chat with them because there's nowhere to do it there's no there's no experience there's no area for us to kind of be able to kind of you know and again this is all COVID I know it's COVID restrictions but I think it's really it really does it's a massive it's difference certain, and you do feel
2: it yeah it's hurting a bit of the hype Like, yeah. that's the thing that I, I yeah. miss is, you know, the post-game post, post game win or even post-game loss, but post-game win, even- you can and I'll break it down. You chat about it like you're going, you know, did you see so-and-so? And then, you know, we do this, but we can't do this much. We usually do. I end up doing it because John usually drops me home and I get a bit of this on the way home. But there's no, like, I only have the same view as John. But then when we're... Like in McCool's, you know, someone will turn around you and go, did you see so-and-so at this time? Do that. And you're going, I didn't. And you go back and you try and find it in the highlights and stuff, you know, uh, a bit of collaboration. And it usually sparks stories for here, um, which we haven't had. Um, and there's a, there's a lot of that. Um, and I do miss it. I and mean, there's a lot of people that I haven't really had a chance to speak to. Uh, and they'll know who they are, like their listeners and, and whatnot. And they'll be thinking the same. I hope. Maybe they maybe they're happy that they haven't spoken to me. Um. No, I, I
1: didn't. I didn't catch on to that because the last time I went, I had my son with me, and he, during the quarters or of quarters, during the breaks, he kept falling asleep. So I had to I had to sit in the seat, and these guys disappeared off. So I I hadn't caught not
0: caught on that the bar wasn't there.
2: Yeah, yeah
0: no bar, no bar it's and it's wow. it's a small it's like it's it's not as i think it, i think it's a big thing i think it has definitely changed the the atmosphere and the experience of the night um just because and i again and i again i will reiterate and i'll say this again that i know covid plays a massive decision in the reasons why but obviously we know that McCool's going through some kind of renovation or there's some kind of work going on because obviously there's renovation works going on in the pavilion and stuff and there's a bar going in there and i think the rumor has mentioned maybe that there was going to be some kind of link between a sports bar in the pavilion and the game night experience. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, we can only surmise what we're hearing, but the cools, we don't know if it's, if it's going to ever reopen in any form in terms of a bar within the oh, arena. Bar. I don't know. Um, we'll have to wait and see, but it's missing. It's definitely, and it's, and, and you can feel it. You can feel it. It's missing. It's, and it's one part of the experience. I think we're definitely, definitely, uh, missing. Yeah. That's my thing anyway
2: bit of period break hype or post-game hype, it builds you up for the next game, you know. I uh, totally agree, Marty. You've hit the nail on the head on that. Uh, there's a big element of the... like Before McCulls, there was a bar there. And before the uh, the bar, you know, even post-game before McCulls, we had Rockies, um, which is also gone. Um, you know, there is no post-game anymore. Like, after the game, you're, you're done. You go home, you go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Um, unless
0: you're going into town and going drinking, you know. It's... There's not even any. There's not even any like mid-game analysis <laughs> breakdown yeah. of a period. Totally you know, agree. Yeah.
1: yeah. One thing it does have, and I'll say. Um, so one thing we talked about last time was we, we brought some friends with us the last time. Uh, the last time I was there, and they loved that. They still love the. Or for them, that was the first time, but they loved the um, the break games. You know, getting the the some fans on the ice. And playing that—that that, um, <laughs> I don't even know what you would call it type of type of ice hockey with your feet where you're covered in the in the, the bubble big, hockey. The the bubble hockey. Um, they they loved it, you know. For, for, so from from a from a news fan perspective, um, I, I think it's still hitting it's still hitting the highs, but maybe from um, from fans like, like ourselves and yourselves that know what it can what the heights, what the real heights are. Um, it's missing something, but I still think for for new people that it's it's still an, an amazing experience.
0: Yeah, no, I'd agree. Um, Getting an experience probably for for yeah, as you say, it's still pretty good for for those of those who like you know who first timers or whatever it might be. Yeah, I still think it's a good night yeah. out, and I always still will say that. But for me personally, that I think that's that's where I would say would be my main thing. um Guys, hopefully that's answered John's question. Um, for him, um, and with that, what we'll do is we'll move on to our last segment for this episode, um, and we'll switch over to Aaron for his ABCs of hockey.
1: Yes, so now it's coming to the end of the the, the podcast, and we're now uh, we're now getting quite close to the to the end of the alphabet. Um, can everyone anyone remember what last podcast was, what letter were we were on last po- podcast? Last podcast, it was O. O, oh, so that means we're on P. P. <laughs> now, if you can't get
0: what P stands for, I think we might be in trouble. See, I have been thinking about P. And there's so many options for P. You've been thinking about P? Not that that <laughs> way. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I've mean, the letter P. Um, Sorry. I have been thinking about the, the letter P. Um, and I, I I so I've got two. My I've got two or two things I was thinking of if it was gonna be. Um and both of them could be wrong, but we'll say my my choices were either gonna be par play or okay. penalty.
2: Yeah, okay, I was thinking I was thinking penalty or penalty box.
0: Okay, for
2: so player.
1: Let's let's go even more basic than that. So puck. yes, power play, penalty, it's all there. What do we need to play hockey? A puck. A puck. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so this week uh, um for the letter P, um we're going for puck. Do you know um, you could spend an absolute age talking about pucks, uh, going back to when apparently they used to be made out of wood. <laughs> um, but now, um, do does anyone know what type of rubber? They
2: vulcanized use? rubber.
1: Vulcanized rubber. That's, <laughs> a, I, that's the best thing ever. It's I like it. I know. that's a <laughs> it's, it's just amazing that it's called vulcanized rubber. I remember googling it? I there's nothing. I don't think there was any inspiration from Star Trek or anything like that. It's just vulcanized rubber. I was oh, really <laughs> disappointed. Um, but yeah, peace for Puck. I have no interest in stories so about Pucks. Do you?
2: Well, yeah, well, I have one. What do they do with a Puck before the game?
0: They freeze it. They
2: freeze it. So that it doesn't bounce. Wow.
0: Okay.
1: That's that's a good one. That's a good one. And uh, we, we do know but there has been, I, th- I think John was talking about this recently. He was talking about different variations of pucks through the years. Yeah. So we had the fire puck and we had the smart puck, um, usually done by uh, like the sports channels to be able to track the the puck on the TV, like a left the blue line behind him. Usually they trialed him for a couple of games and then both of them, both the fire puck and the smart puck, dropped and they've just went for back to good old frozen vulcanized rubber
2: yeah the the one with the the they used to use and the lights and all and the you know, it was weird as that was like a it felt like it was a a game on the the playstation or something the yes. lights embedded into the puck and everything
1: can you think of what what would be your call to to make the puck a little bit easier to see if you were watching it on tv would you do anything
2: they've got better i have to say the um because of the contrast they can track the puck just purely based on the contrast with the white background um but the yeah i don't think there needs to be too much um no it, it's, a, it's a hard one he's doing it's like someone said Andy, can you reinvent the ball you know it's the ball
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i mean i suppose as, as as hockey fans you just become so used to to you know tracking the little black you know so you're kind of easy to see it as you say the contrast on the white is actually quite easy to kind of follow um so yeah i don't think there's really much else you can do the only my only other fact that i that um just before we finish off with this part um this section uh it's also colloquially what the nickname is for a puck anybody know biscuit a biscuit indeed yeah um so some people don't know that but yeah it's also known, known as a biscuit um which is a nickname for it so I just biscuit to add, in the net. that's my information that's that's the other part that i wanted to add in
2: yeah i don't think i know anything else about books
0: no no do i apart from there
1: i read about history about how like um there was something to do with the scottish language and the irish language and then i give you the like the actual Word and oh, where and, it came from, Gaelic and all, I'm like, ah. yeah, yeah, I was like, I can't pronounce that, so I'm not going to talk about that.
0: It's isn't it from like uh poke or is it it's from like poke or like um push or something? It's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, yep. I can't remember. Yep. Not exactly yeah, that. there we go. That's the history of pucks on door 14 <laughs> hockey podcast. Um, and guys, we all don't
2: give a puck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I
0: think I have a t shirt, I think I have a t shirt that you bought me actually, Dave, um, as part of like a care package during lockdown that ended up oh, on my yes. do, and yeah, yeah. my it says don't give a puck i think it is and yeah. i was <laughs> wearing zero it, pucks given zero pucks yep. given zero pucks and yeah. i was i was wearing it to a 10 year old's birthday party um, <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> and uh my wife uh i was wearing my i was just wearing a zip up hoodie over the t-shirt and if it was uh, my wife if it was all like um maybe either close the hoodie completely or take the hoodie off because it looks like it actually says something completely different especially the 10 year old's birthday party and i was like okay i'll zip up my hoodie (laughs) um but yeah there you go nearly got me in trouble uh guys with that um that takes us to the end of this bumper massive podcast and but i think it was worth chatting through everything we i think it's uh, the content was Worthwhile talking about this week, um. So I would. think bit. when John's not going
1: to be here, we're going to get done in half an hour. But every time John's not here, we seem to get through things quicker. I,
0: it's yeah. long, we seem to go longer.
2: Longer.
0: Longer. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I agree. Um. And this week has been a, a long one, but um. Guys. As usual, um, we'll sign off with our usual way and that's directing everyone towards our, our podcast and our social media. Um check out our previous podcasts um on door14hockey.com as well as other stories and stuff and bits and pieces from each episode on our website. Uh you can check out all good podcasts providers not just whatever you're listening to right now but also your smart speakers just ask for door 14 hockey podcast uh and also on all social media channels twitter facebook and uh, instagram at door 14 hockey um like last week i just uh if you like our podcast give us a a like or a follow uh leave us a good review on your podcast listener of choice Uh, we'd like to hear your thoughts and opinions um guys with that we'll sign off for this week i'm marty i'm dave I'm Aaron. Have a great week.